bit Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben Spoonani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. So sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long trots. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. You raise me up so I can call out for creep. You raise me up to snatch up all these wings. I am strong when I am on your shoulders. You raise me up with more straws than I can fling. Amen. <laughs> That's the second time you've done that. I like that song. I love that song. Or my favourite is... Like a bridge over troubled waters, I will lay you out. Right. Is, was that the, was the, were those lyrics? No. <laughs> I, I can't even be sure anymore. Do you know what's so mad? We remix songs so much that, look, when I'm even singing the song properly, I just, I just go with vibes. <laughs> because I can't even remember. I'll, I'll answer the question before you ask it, though. Westlife. I mean, yeah, but they were sing. Were, were they singing a cover? Who knows? I don't even know. I just know that they they that song came out. Then loads of the choirs See. in schools. They love that. They were, love a choir. Yeah, white singers love a choir. They do. And then even I remember, at, um, was it secondary school, or primary school? One of the two. They made me sing. Um, Today this could be <laughs> the greatest day. <laughs> oh my god, that was so bad! And you know, I did a solo for that. I think you, mum, and Dapple came to see me. Yeah, you came, yeah, you must have came to see. Oh, that would have been so cute. Yeah, I loved your performances. You must have came to see me. This, this was by Josh Groban. You raised me up. It's by Josh Groban. I've seen him. Wasn't he? Wasn't he in Glee? Was it Glee or Ugly Betty? What no, he, I've mixed him like, up. That. He was oh, in one of the. No. He was in one of the series where they were singing, or That's maybe not. That's descriptive. <laughs> that is really descriptive. You know, I used to love Glee. When it first came out, I thought Glee was great. The first season, the first two seasons, I want to yeah. see. I I thought Glee was probably the best thing that we've ever seen. Yeah, on TV. And God. then it just crashed horribly. Yeah, it got so bad. And it's so weird now, actually, because it's one of those shows that just it just doesn't age well. No. Like, <laughs> they were, they were, some people were posting some clips of it um, last week. And for some reason, they thought it was okay for them to pay homage to one of the guys, one of the characters in the wheelchair mm. by doing a performance in, with, with all of <laughs> them in wheelchairs. That, I remember. And, oh. But you know what's so funny? Like, people are, people are revisiting that now, saying, oh, my God, this is so inappropriate. I remember at the time watching that thinking, this is not right. <laughs> Because you don't get to hop in a wheelchair and to make hop me, out. Right. And hop out after the performance and be like, oh, how did that make you feel? I hope you, you know, <laughs> we, we appreciate you. We love you. But we can leave. We can leave this wheelchair. Wow. You cannot. It was horrible. That was horrible. Then um, 
they absolutely ruined um, Brandy and Monica's The Boy Is Mine. You remember when they did yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They absolutely ruined. I think what uh, Amber they- Riley. Amber Riley absolutely killed oh, yeah. um, Jasmine Sullivan and Buster Windows. Oh yeah, she killed that. She killed that. But it's again very interesting how they made Amber Riley sing certain types songs. Of songs. Do you get what I mean? Do you remember? I think one th- one thing they got right though um, was when they did that recreation of Madonna and Britney. Yes. That music video, that yes. was fucking sick. That's because when Britney played that's Britney. That's when Britney played Britney, Britney, Britney yeah. yeah. And then yeah. What, why well, that was good is because Britney, the character in Glee, is actually a dancer from what we yes. were saying. Yeah. She, she killed, killed that. She was sick. She was sick. Blonde white girls, when it comes to dancing, when they can dance anyways, yeah. they take it to another I, I mean, when you're dancing Britney dance, you've got to use a lot of hair anyway. Lots of hair, arms and abs. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Ooh, <laughs> gotta get it. Yeah, no, you know. but after no, you have to give give her some credit. Britney's dance performances—they are they're a workout. No, Britney is incredible. They're the only other person who can work you out like that is Bob Risky. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I wasn't a, expecting that. In terms of the energy that one needs to be able yeah. to perform their yeah, dance no, no, moves, fine, fine. I would have gone with Janet, but fine. Janet, yeah, Beyonce, yeah, Beyonce, Bob Risky, it's yeah. up there with yeah. the greats. What I like about Britney, Janet, and Beyonce is that the way they dance is specific to them. I can't, yes. I can't see Britney doing a Beyonce dance. Yes. I can't see Beyonce doing the Britney dance. It's very yeah. even when Beyonce tried to dance next to Shakira, the editing had to be done because it's. It's just yeah. different. It's just that, different. That, that belly roll was really hard to do, so she had to. She had to get some help. But she, I, from what from what I saw her do, it looked like she could have done it. But I know Sabi Colombia. Eh. <laughs> that belly roll, Shakira showed her boy. Boy, Shakira, Shakira. So yeah, um, I enjoyed that. It was just funny to me how what was that the I've forgotten her name, her character, the main girl, Michelle. Uh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. Right. I thought that that was interesting because there were people that were absolutely bodying her in terms of singing, but she was still p- positioned as like the best singer in the school. Now that was no surprise. This was being, being white, being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what... She was meant to be like the... They always compared her to someone. Ugh, I know the name Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. Something. Was it Liza Minnelli that they compared her to? I don't even know. And oh, it was just... Yeah, it, not that she wasn't a great singer. I loved a lot of the so, um, songs. I think I, my favourite favorite one was um, um, the Katie Perry one. Fireworks. Oh, okay. That's yes, and... Um, it's a beautiful night. We're looking for something fun to do. Hey, baby. I think I want to marry you for a tax break. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't even remember that song. Or who sung it? Yeah, and Bruno Mars. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah, no, I loved Glee and then it kind of, yeah, just went left, but shit. Creek is incredible. Most just incredible. Everyone's saying Shit's Creek is really good. I've given it a few chances. I just can't get in. I'm surprised because our humor is so similar, and I t- I promise you, Shit's Creek is incredible. The first couple of episodes, maybe three, you're trying to find your feet with it, and then you're you just become submerged in their world, and it's it's in, like Alexis. It ah oh, the com- the comic timing. For it, the writing is impeccable. Really? Oh gosh! And then it it's impeccable. And then, like, just when you start falling in love with the characters, and they fall in love with themselves, and then you get these little, um, little moments where um, they perform, like they sing and stuff. It's beautiful. You just, I don't mm. want to actually move to the town, but it was beautiful the time that they spent in the town. Um, yeah, I might, I might, I might give it. Try, a try. Go. Just, I know that the dad 
who I know I'll, I'll find him funny in yes. anything from yeah. American Pie. I thought he was one of my favorites from American Pie. He was yeah. so, so good. He's been old all of his life, all of his career, but so, yeah. so good. So I know that he... The person that, you, the person that you'll probably unexpectedly fall in love with is Moira. Moira, Moira, his wife, Moira Rose, okay. Moira. She, that to me, she was the absolute star of that show. Like, how are you wearing a waistcoat? Now? Yeah, it's finished now. Oh. It's finished at the end of the season, um, or the forever. Um, how are you wearing a waistcoat to bed? How is a waistcoat part of your pajamas? How does that even happen? <laughs> but something I did get into though recently, Superstore. Incredible. Really good TV. Really good. Incredible TV. I'm waiting for the re- most recent episode. I've I think I can use a VPN to watch it, but I haven't gotten to, to, it. to it. I don't know why, again, it took me a while to get into it, but I just watched, there was one episode I watched and I was just laughing my <laughs> Yeah, out. It is just so funny. I love how her name is always changing, her name tag, and then one time she had a Yoruba name on the name tag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've probably got into that. Yeah, no, every single episode, her name's different on her name tag. You're talking about America, right? Yeah, America Ferreira. Yeah, it is different. Yeah, oh, my always, God. Yeah, it's always changing. And then the manager guy, his voice. I love it. <laughs> I've been thinking, is he from Family Guy or something? Um, his voice is so... I'm like, is that real? His voice sounds so animated. Yeah, it's very animated. I've heard his voice in something else as well. And I think he's amazing. He's so, so funny. So funny. And just the day-to-day things that do happen when you work in a store, yeah. like, they take that and then it's just a bigger story, a bigger narrative. In it takes fact, you back to... The, well, I don't think you... Did you ever, ever work retail? Yeah, briefly. Oh yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. have way, way back when. Yeah. yeah, but it takes you back to those retail days. Yeah, and you're like oh my gosh, yeah, working with different people. Everyone's got some issues. Corporate, yeah, oh. corporate come in and start being condescending. And the funniest episode for me, I think I'm sure we discussed. This yeah, we discussed. Did we discuss, discuss it on the pod? We didn't. Maybe didn't discuss the episode, but we talked about corporate trying to get involved. Yeah, when corporate came and they, they were trying to get them to stop um, protesting. Or yes. Yeah. Unionizing, unionizing. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I'm worried we already touched on that. Somebody said that um, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos discovered that marriage is a union and left expeditiously. Oh, <laughs> Look, when I I always say this, yeah, when rich people break up or divorce, I always feel weird about it because it, it makes me lose some hope. Because Davido said, yeah, when money enters, love is sweet. Yeah. No, when because, money enters, love is sweeter. Actually, yeah. So I'm just like, well, what are you? What are you guys fight? What is the problem that? What you got yeah. everything? Yeah, you got everything. But I think that when you have everything, then you don't realize that um, what you don't have. Like when you have everything in the material sense, you then realize what you don't have. I guess in the um, emotional sense, that's what I think. But also, you know, it's okay for things to end. I mean, they all gave it a good run, all of them, the the both of them. Um, And I mean, she's, I think I saw um, a post where it said that um, Melinda Gates to get away from the press once the divorce was announced. She went on a, she hired a private island. Yeah, and it's about 190,000 a night. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. $132,000 a night. And then you look at her her worth and she could stay there for as long as she wants. Yeah. And still have money. And still have oh! money. It makes you want to throw up. And let me tell you, she's probably not even getting a discount. No. Oh, it makes you want to throw I remember when I went to um Tanzania. Mm. Went to Tanzania went to Tanzania. I went to um oh my gosh, help me out. Where was the other place I went to? Um wasn't Mali. No, it, Zanzibar. It, Zanzibar, thank yeah. you, thank you so much. Zanzibar was the second place that we were we were mm-hmm. in, 
So I remember we went out sailing and on the, the sea, whatever you want to call it. And then I look, we look, we see an island. Says, I kid you not, we've got like ten men with yeah. guns surrounding this island. Huh? We're like, what's that? They're like, that's Bill Gates Island. Oh my god! So gosh. we couldn't even go near the island. Like we oh couldn't even. There was, there was like a, a little perimeter where we could touch. We couldn't even go near it. Like, I and mean, Bill Gates is not even there, but he's got people manning that island. Can, felt, should people have that kind of money? No, it, it felt strange, and it was black. It was. It just. It felt right? strange. Right. It felt so colonizer. Colonizer. It felt very, very strange. Beautiful though. Very, very, very beautiful. But it, it was it strange. Be. It would be. It was a very strange experience. And I feel like, you know, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just weird that we're so comfortable with people being as rich as they are. And then we, we some of us even defend it as though we will ever be that rich. Oh, I'm just the like, people you guys with their wash bags. Like, you will not. smelly armpits. <laughs> you will never get there. And the whole point is that you never get there, but they want you to be wayward and aspire and think that you will. So they want you to trample on people as well. And so while they trample on you, get your get yourself together. Anyway, in case you're wondering why they're just going on and nattering on, welcome back and if you're joining oh for the God, first time hello hello welcome to sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck mm-hmm. your mum and it's me kalechi in the bomber club place to be with me sadiq and yeah it's another week as you can hear my lisp is no longer <laughs> um because my braces are finally out my i heard it when you came in though yeah i had my retainers in oh you take that out yeah oh, okay so i don't need to keep my retainers in but i just keep them in when I can. Um, yeah, I'm glad that the whole Invisalign process is done. And I look back on videos of myself and I was just like, you were really, really talking. You were really talking with that jagger jagger mouth. You were really just talking. But my mum was just like, don't say that. Your teeth were perfectly fine before. And it probably were to everybody else, but I just wanted a bit of a change. And that's not to say that if your teeth aren't like aligned, that your mouth is jagger jagger, unless you're talking jagger jagger things. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, but it was a bit of an anti-climax, actually, when they, when I got them taken, when I finally finished, like, the course, I was just like, mm, okay. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, they look fine. I mean, I, I so weird, like, I realised that I'm not a teeth watcher. Really, I am. I thought I, I thought I was. I'm just not a teeth watcher. I think I'd only really notice if you've got bad teeth. Yeah. But if you're just, if your teeth are kind of standard in my sense, where mm. they're not. Yeah, they're not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I just probably would not notice. So if you've not got a gap or anything like yeah. a buck tooth or anything like that, I just wouldn't notice. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely becoming a teeth watcher now. Yeah, no, mine they've closed pretty much most of the gaps now. They're just the tiny ones on the sides and stuff. But yeah, I guess it's just done, and you're just like, oh, that's what the Invisalign does, right? It closes the gaps. Yeah, it closes oh. the gaps. Yeah, yeah, and like pushes your teeth back as well. So I feel like even the shape of my face has changed slightly because some of my teeth have been pushed backwards. Yes, 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 yes. It does. I went to the dentist and they told me. For the first time ever, they were like, you don't have a perfect bite. Mm. And I was thinking, no, I, I, I bite my teeth and the teeth touch. They're not supposed to. No. I was like, what? Yeah. They were like, your, your your front teeth are meant to go over your bottom, bottom, bottom yeah. just slightly. And they were, they, I was I was actually genuinely shocked. And things like that, they like pushing that back will actually change the shape of your mouth slightly. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense. So yeah, it feels like that was shocking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into investing in mine, but I just... 
I hate the the idea of having to keep something in your mouth. That is the main it. thing. I can't, I that is the main thing. This. I've gotten so used to it now, though, and it makes you so conscious of like when you're eating and when you're not that sort of thing. Because when you don't have anything in, you could just snack as you please. But if you every time you eat or drink something, you've got to go and brush your teeth. You're more aware of the of time that, yeah. that you need to go and. And I like to eat, so I just yeah. But I've, you know, I'm glad it's done now. And they have to put, like, permanent wires in the back of your teeth. And I'm not used to having things permanently in my mouth. So I've got, like, a couple of, like, wires at the back. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that it's done. And now I've got my micro locks done as well. So just everything is beautiful. Yeah. It's coming together. Yeah. I mean, it's an investment, the microlocks, isn't it? So the microlocks, I'm very, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still stunned. So you came in, mm-hmm. you were taking me through the microlocks, the yeah. process, and everything like that, mm-hmm. and then you told me. Well, no, firstly, you told me it took 12 hours. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. Like I can imagine it takes 12 hours, and I'm used to see, I've seen you do your hair how many times? Like, yeah. It takes hours, right? It's normal. And then you told me you paid 550. Did you notice I came closer to the mic, guys? <laughs> 550 pounds. 550 pounds. But that I is... scream. That is about as much as I would pay for, like, a wig. No, but you see, that's different. How? It's very different. Firstly, I feel like if you're paying for a wig like that, 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 that wig you put on the bob's head or whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah. And then you put it back on. Do you get what I mean? You've got... you've. How do I explain it? Like, that wig is yours. And so is this hair. Yeah, but you paid £550 for someone to do it. Yeah, and somebody made the wig. Yeah, but it's different. Yeah, this is more of a better investment because at some point, that wig is I'm no longer going to be I'm not even the you. fact that it's an investment, but it's how much you invested. But do you know, <laughs> do you know that mine is actually on the cheaper scale? Because I remember the first person I inquired with, she was talking about she wanted four grand and she wanted it in cash as well. She's a she's she's a scammer. That is literally what she is because there's no like fine fine if you if, if your rates are your rates that's cool but you shouldn't need it in cash. You babe. shouldn't need, right. You should take that rate with your chest and go declare it to HMRC about four k in cash. Look at your mouth about four k in cash. Look, let me tell you, five hundred and fifty pounds to get some locks in. If you guys tweet at me and say, oh, that is totally fine. Okay, yeah. maybe I'll rest because I've never gotten locks before. Please, know, everyone I'm come sure, and tell him. Can I'm you come sure and tell I've him? got friends with locks and nobody ever tells me that it's 500, it's five My, bills. No, come and tell him because honestly, it's an investment. From the first person I spoke to when I was even thinking about getting it done, like the first person I saw and I was just like, your hair is sick. I'm, I'm really considering getting micro locks. She said that hers was like 700. I just don't know. What, 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 is it difficult for them? It's because just you're an, telling me she did 350 twists. Yeah, so I've got 300, roughly 350 twists. 350 yeah. And twists. sometimes people have like 420, 450. Right, so I do the calculations. That's like 15 pound a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right in thinking, no? Or is that, no, my maths is crazy. That's about 15 pound a twist. It might be. That's a lot. I'm sorry. I just can't get my head around that. I just, no, actually, no, my maths is crazy. It can't be 50 by the system. I really want to get... Let's see it. Yeah, let's, let's do the math. So, 350. Paid, so, no, no, how much did I pay? 550. 550 divided by 350. Oh, see, that's not bad. It's saying here 1.5. Wait, pound fifty. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I need to move it. Decimal. Move, move it to a decimal place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One pound fifty. A twist. Per twist. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fair. 
Fine. And Please. I don't think that you need to look at it in terms of like twist, 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 like per twist and things like that. I think that you're, again, you're taking into account the person's entire day um, and then you're taking into account their expertise as well. Like if you were so bad, why don't you go to one of the aunties in Peckham, pay them, a, I don't know, a fifth of that, sit the same length of time and see what you'll be left with at the end of it. Because do you know what is let's not knock the aunties in Peckham. The aunties in Peckham The aunties in Peckham are cool, but they do not have specific specialities. Yes, you know they're I mean? general, they're good at everything. Yeah, yeah. They're okay at everything, right. basically. They're and so really whereas this is like people. this is like um um like when even when she was doing it, she was just like, Where do you want it to fall? Where do you want this? Where do you want that? That sort of thing. But again, um don't ask me because i know that some of you are fast and be like where did you go where, i'm not recommending anything i'm not recommending anybody go and do your own research i think that in this 2021 i want all of you to be empowered enough to go and do your own research the same way that i go and go do my googles you go and do your googles i think that that way we can all be accountable for the decisions that we make in life okay Here wonderful anyway let's not waste any time let's get into the tarot for this week so i just thought you know what let's get general advice coming through for the people then the first card that comes out is the five of swords some of you need to be um better winners like um you know that you're in the right cool but is it every day is it every day that you need to remind people that you're right? This is the five of swords energy that I get. Like, you're right, but at what cost? And that's not to say that to pretend that you're wrong. But sometimes there is, a, there, there is a way of going about things where you just let people do what, they, what, they, what they're doing. I feel like I had a similar experience on um, social media last week when a white woman started tweeting at me mad or, I'm um, sorry, um, commenting on my page on a, in a wild way because I put up a video, a PSA, where a public service announcement where I was just like, look, you white people that suddenly started following people in the Black Square summer of 2020, you're not doing me any favours, so don't start messaging me with this false sense of benevolence or thinking that I owe you anything. I don't owe you a motherfucking thing, right? And so I posted that video, very general. She starts commenting, I'm sorry, but ever since I've started following your page, um, it's just like, hey, white girl, fuck off. And I was like, when first would I ever say, hey, white girl? Most times I'm not even talking to you lot. So what are you on about? So you would have never... Sorry, I was never... Hold on, go on, go on, go on, You would have never followed the page if that's what you were putting out there right i've started she was like i've started to feel less and less welcome here um since following you again what do you mean welcome here why do i have to welcome you onto my fucking page i didn't ask you to be here you tr you found yourself here so what what do you mean um and so i just said well clearly this post that i put up is for someone like you so you know you're no longer welcome you specifically are no longer welcome oh she wrote the longest about it well you're just angry i'm sorry that you hate me i'm sorry that i am white and da -da 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 -da. i was just like oh, oh it's okay. mate <laughs> <laughs> i'm annoyed i'll be like oh it's fine <laughs> well, it's all right yeah. <laughs> i just wrote ha 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 and put an, a waving emoji because i just thought here we go again. I've got to be the angry one, even though you're the one absolutely using it at this moment in time. But, you know, whatever. I didn't bother arguing back with her. I posted the screenshot of the um, interaction from in the comment section. I posted it in my Insta stories. I get a message from um, a fake account, a burner account going, I'm a black man and I agree with her. Honestly, you should go and see somebody about your anger issues. And I said, as a black man, I want you to chop this curse expeditiously. And I landed him. I lambasted him with a couple of curses. Usually I'm not bothering with those message requests, but I keep warning you lot that in this 2021, 
you're going to chop curses. You're going to chop curses if you insist on going at people from your burner accounts. Then there's no burner account that can hide you from my angels that will come for you. There's no burner account. None. There's no IP. There's no VPN. Sorry. There's no VPN that will be able to, to hide you. Oh, um, ExpressVPN will be, actually. <laughs> Watch out for, for uh, um, ad later. <laughs> they might. Just a little bit. But once you turn it off, <laughs> you, dare, you. you dare turn it off. <laughs> you dare turn it off and see what happens. Imagine us saying something. If you want to insult me, please use ExpressVPN. <laughs> No, oh, at least at least insult me with my sponsors, please. <laughs> so that you can make money after that. <laughs> what a strange world. Oh, very messed up world. But honestly, um yeah, you, you've got to if you're you know that you're winning, there's no point in indulging in people who are clearly losing. They're just they're losers, let them be that. Um we've got the emperor here in reverse. So I also think about that like um, I, when I see the emperor, I think about father figures and I also, I think about institutions, right? So let's, if we think about father figures, um, sometimes people have fathers that were present, but they were not emotionally available. And so you kind of, um, react to that. You kind of behave in that way where, um, you look for arguments to try to emulate, um, presence you know if I'm arguing with someone at least they're paying attention to me but is that the kind of attention that you want in life is that is that the way that you want you know it's not a case of any attention is good attention if you have to argue with somebody to get them to notice you or to be um, quote-unquote present in the relationship maybe allow it maybe find a new way to do things or maybe find a new person I don't know but you're gonna have to start having serious conversations about that and then another card that we have here is the five of wands so just lots of conflict five four five go and look that up as an angel number it might mean something for some of you type in angel number five four five I prefer Joanne scribes um but yeah like it just feels like a lot of conflict and nobody's really getting anywhere. And and when I look at, think about this in the institutional sense, I finally finish line of duty. Bad, 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 bad. Um, but when you look at it, this is a perfect example. Like they go, all of them, Arnett, Fleming, Hastings, they're going up and down, up and down, up and down, trying to like, you know, get to the bottom of who's H and who's this and who's that. The fact of the matter is, although some people were disappointed with the um, series um, finale, I think that it was a good finale because you need to understand that you're not going to get to the top and find out who the top person is because the top person will then take you into parliament. The top person will then take you into the monarchy, okay? So then what are you going to do? How's AC12 going to defeat Prince Andrew? You know, so you have to start thinking about the fact that um when you're there battling battling what what are you battling about and what are your realistic expectations and outcomes that you're hoping for you have to start thinking about these things otherwise you're just going to be fighting forever and ever choose what your wins are go after your specific wins but to be going after a general win you're just using your energy in a very wild way it's same for you uh, for, for some of you that work in like um, corporations and things like that deal with the day-to-day -day stuff if you're going to try and come up against your i don't know your freaking ceo is that a battle that you want right now do you have enough people with you to take on that battle right now or could you just feel think about shifting things in the day-to-day -day sense or starting something 
somewhere else, maybe moving somewhere else or starting something on your own on the side. But you just, it, it, to me, all of this is talking about the fact that conflict, um, you're, you're going to be missing the emperor all the time. The emperor that caused all of this, that caused all this higgy hagger, you're never going to target them. You're only going to be targeting each other. And, you know, the people that you interact with on a lateral level, you know, <sighs> got to think about that. Um, the card that I got from um, the um, Affirmation card deck by Kevin Morosky, the card that came out is Shoes Alone, No If Stocking Have Hole. And I think that that is beautiful. It says here, um, his explanation is find the right point of view. And I think that that's true. And at the same time, I feel like only people, only you know intimately what it's like to have an experience that you're having. Only you who's involved, like intimately involved in that situation knows what's really, really happening. Only you have the perspective, right? So letting other people come and tell you, like you're the sock, sorry, you're the shoe. And you know that the sock has a hole because you can see, because the sock is inside you, like you can see. But people another shoe that doesn't have that same sock is like well i bet that sock doesn't have a hole i bet it's not as serious as you say it is i bet everything is fine to me that's what institutional racism is like i'm the one experiencing it you are the not, not the one experiencing it but you want to come and tell me what it looks like from the outside but you can't see the holes because it's not affecting you it's not in your shoe so it's just considering that and oh look at that the card that we get from the spiritual seasoning for the soul deck is the answer to our prayers reside in our daily habits exactly what i'm saying to you like we want to change things uh, we want to change things globally well we can't right now change everything globally can we but we can change things within our immediate environment you know it's terrible what's happening in um colombia for for an example but people are rising up people are speaking out because everybody is tired everybody's tired so they're doing things in their own immediate communities and so and eventually i pray that that will have some kind of cohesive meaning for us all because we're all changing that which we can and focusing on the daily as opposed to like the more you know the bigger narrative and then the last card we've got from the um wisdom of the oracle deck is number 37 never ending story and it says here, let's see what it says here. It says here, the Oracle's message. There is a story woven through the imperfect fabric of life that tells of hurt and loss and rejection, humiliation, self-loathing and arrogance and all manner of suffering born of unnecessary dramas. It is the old story whose refrain that you cannot do this, must not go there, should not say that, lest your world come crumbling down. Today, Know that none of this is actually true. The sky is not falling. The voice you hear is just a small, scared, conditioned part of you that got stuck in a lie, wants to protect you and needs to be seen as a victim. Love that lost piece of you. Fear is all it knows. Distorted guidance is preventing you from being your true self. You are not your story and the narrator is simply the voice of your fearful part, small and vulnerable and easily soothed. Um... The relationship message here says, sometimes your heart enters into a contract with another that results in pain, not because of abuse or neglect, but for other more complex reasons. Shame, fear of intimacy and low self-esteem are the greatest challenges to the success of a relationship. Consider how valuable this knowledge is. However, right now you have an opportunity for important healing, but you must reflect on the stories you weave about love, connection, abandonment, rejection, and loneliness. Not only do you need to begin a new story, you need to forgive yourself for telling yourself the old ones. Have compassion for the part of you that believes all those narratives. None of them were ever true anyway. 
And that's exactly what I was saying about the Five of Swords and the Emperor in reverse. For me, strongly, the energy I'm getting is of somebody or people who have grown up where their father was either physically um, absent. And I'm saying father specifically in this situation because I'm not looking at the Empress. I'm not saying daddy issues or any of that fuck shit. I'm just specifically talking about um, this um, element of father. He was either physically um, absent or he was present, but emotionally just kind of like removed from the situation. And the only time maybe you ever saw him come alive is when there was an argument or whether when he was trying to assert something or he just showed up every once in a while. So sometimes... Um, we then grow up thinking that the way to have connection is to have um, conflict. And so you rather conflict than that sense of loneliness or abandonment than somebody not being there. Um, and so these things, these patterns sort of play out in the relationships that we, um, you know, go towards. But then once you start that healing, once you decide that the internal conflict is over five of wands and you start moving towards the fact that you don't want any more holy socks in your shoes, then, you know, things start to change. You know, it's and it takes time. It's not easy. It takes time. But the more that we do and it's like a muscle, you train it. The more we train that muscle of like, OK, I don't want this in my life. I want this in my life. Everything starts getting stronger. Everything starts to feel a bit better. So I hope that resonates with you. And I feel like that's the message for this week. Be tarot be tarowing. <laughs> tarot be tarowing. Always got a little anecdote. Always. Because I'm always like, you know what? In some ways, in some shape or form, it's always a self-drag to some extent. But before we move on, we'll just um, big up uh, one of our show sponsors and we'll be right back. So our first show sponsor this week are um, BetterHelp. And if listening to the tarot, it brought up some things and you were just like, you know what, actually I should go and speak to somebody about this. Why do I want to go and argue with every Tom, Dick and Harry? Then BetterHelp can help. Um, if there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goal, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating um, with a licensed professional in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counselling done securely online. Um, they have a broad range of expertise on there. So you're likely to find somebody that meets the needs um, that you have. And the service is available for clients worldwide. So you're not limited to people like in your borough or in your country. Um, you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with everyone looking up inside your face. Um, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counsellor if needed. Um, it's more affordable than traditional on offline counselling and financial aid is available. So BetterHelp um, is right there for you. So you can start living a better life or happier life today. So visit their website. Um, it's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. That's betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Um, so yeah, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash your mind. So let's get into Share Your Magnificence. This week's Share Your Magnificence is a bit of a weird one because like, I like the, I think the actress is incredible, um, but I hate the thing that they're in. So I finally watched them and I, I've I haven't, I can't remember hating anything as much as I hate that. I can't remember hating anything in recent times as much as I hate 
that but i've got to big up deborah um deborah ayoride like two slaps on your chest you acted the fuck oh, god. out of your role my Ooh, god so good so so good i mean i was talking to you now saying that for me the star of the show is the daughter the little yes, girl i yeah. thought i've never seen range from uh, someone that young yes um so I, I I just don't want I don't I don't want her to miss any opportunities. So she her name needs to be louded. Both of the daughters were incredible. Both of the daughters, yeah. yes, definitely. But I think what I look I look at Shahadi, who was in us. Yes. And I'm like, no, she was good. But it was certainly being her age was certainly easier for her to do to to to, to bring out those emotions. Yes, what, yes. I, what I love so much about that little girl was that she had such a hard job. Yeah. In terms of like being a really a weird but sweet little girl, but she did it so well. Yes. It was her reaction. Melody. Melody, Melody. Heard. Yeah. No, is that her real name? Yeah, Melody what's, Heard. What's her name on them? Um, is Rain? it Ruby? Something. Uh, I, I think she that. was Ruby. Ru- yeah. Or maybe her sister was Ruby. I think she was the Ruby. She yeah. was Ruby, maybe. Let's go with that yeah. anyways. But even before we even get onto, like, why we didn't like them, let's talk about what they did well, because they did a few things well, didn't they? They finished it. That's, that's one. <laughs> it, it you say they finished it, but it's a, it's, a, it's a show, so it could come back for another season. It should season. never. It should never. Okay, well, what I thought they did well is that, I think you touched on it when, you know, before we recorded, the cinematography. Gorgeous. Absolutely. They didn't miss a beat with that. But then at the end of the day, this is my problem, though. I feel like the cinematography was gorgeous because all these non-black people could focus on making everything look artistic and gorgeous. Because while abusing and traumatizing the black viewers, it was damn traumatizing. I I rarely say, "Oh, don't go and watch something," but I would I would exercise caution. I wouldn't before, recommend it. To I would anyone. I would not recommend no. it, especially episode five. No, that, that's episode five is the one. I'm yeah, talking. yeah. And that's what I said to you. I said, "Wait till you get to episode five. Episode five is." That's it's the worst thing I've yeah. ever seen. I fucking Horrible. hated it. And I think that everybody that was involved in that is really, really irresponsible. Horrible. I know that the writer's a black man. I know that, because um, I remember seeing like a cast and crew photo and it seems like pretty much the cast made up most of the blackness, apart from like, I think Lena Waithe being one of the executive producers. Mm-hmm. It's all non-black people. Like, how fucking dare you? How did you How did you think that we'd want to see that? Why would we want to see that? And to a baby in a pillowcase, fuck all of you. Fuck that you. That was, was... disgusting. You're all pricks. You're all pricks. That was, and you know, even what happened to them, um, um, Deborah's character as well. Just horrendous, horrendous. And it's so weird. And you put music on top. Yeah, it was so weird watching some of those scenes because they were so. I don't know how to explain it. They were so specific. Yes. In in how they trigger black people especially i want to say black women yes very very specific i mean look i mean there's so many shows that i've loved that are a bit gory and a bit this and a bit that but they handle it in such a way where a lot of that sort of like traumatic scene a lot of those traumatic scenes they're more suggestive yes so do you get me someone goes away into a woodshed and you hear screams and you just imagine what's happening But they them said no 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 we are going to show you oh. every single second of it and it was just even beyond it being disgusting it was unnecessary it was unnecessary it was gratuitous it was it was it just irresponsible it is the worst thing I've seen in a long time absolutely ridiculously yeah, no, bad that five was and horrible. horrible horrible like fuck all of you that made that but at the same time well done to the actors I mean mm-hmm. you know it's one of those difficult things in it like. Everybody wants to work, and and I guess that you try to make the most of what you were given, and you did. Like, 
it's it's a weird situation to be in where i'm like i think that as actors you all did what you needed to do even the white actors there's that guy from um true blood that was in it as well as the milkman um like you know everybody everybody in terms of the acting you all did what you needed to do well mm-hmm. done to you but deborah and your day like you she, were stunning yes. you were a gorgeous human a being very difficult role to do very difficult because it was like she had to be crazy but then we know that she's not crazy yes but then she kind of had to hold it was so it was so many there were so many facets there's so many yeah. everything to yeah. it i was just yeah. i thought that it was just absolutely amazing i think one of my favorite scenes i was talking about earlier was when um she tells her daughter to to wait there she goes to that white neighbor oh sweet the slap that I, I i you would have i was talking to, i was talking about someone i was saying that when i watched that scene you would have thought i was watching the football <laughs> Did you know when she slapped her? I said, yes! I jumped. I jumped. I I was really, really, really excited about it. I love those slaps where you've you've slapped someone and then it causes your hair to mess up slightly. (laughs) So do you get what I mean? So although you slap them, you're actually rearranging your hair. That was, that was... Oh, such a good hearty slap. That was beautiful. That, was that the white best. woman's face as well. She after. was trembling. Oh, she was trembling. I said, that yeah. cheek. I said, good. That cheek rippled. She ran inside and started peeling at the wallpaper. I said, that's the kind of slap you need. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of slap you need. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, but, but it was it was it was interesting. It wasn't for me though. Watching all of it. I mean, I watched eight episodes, eight out of ten. Mm. There were some moments where I was like, okay see what you guys try to do with this but oof, some of those scenes that we spoke about yeah they were just horrible i mean then they do a flashback to try to explain the demon to us and that's mm-hmm. even more terrible like why are we seeing black people being burned up in a church like mm-hmm. it's funny because i didn't get to you know i wasn't i wasn't um, approached about doing any of the interviews for this but i would have had some real questions for people because i've got certain things coming up in terms of interviews and i've watched certain episodes and i've been like why did you do that and i've had to ask in the interview like why did you do that because why do black people need to be traumatized re-traumatized all of the freaking time my issue with them um is that my issue with them is that the horror story is made to be blackness as opposed to racism. Mm, I get that. Do you get me? Because like the racism almost feels like a backstory for the rest of the community. Exactly. You just feel like, well, that's just the time they're in. Right. But this horror story is just happening but, to them right, right now. Yeah. And that's the issue. Like you've got a racist demon in your house. Like what? Like, but it, yeah, it's but just the racist weird. demon from from just from what I understood they have been followed by demons. So it's not like the racist demon exists in this new house. They've been having issues. So there was flashbacks to when Bashi, yeah. well, his character, um, she called him Ashley, actually. His character, he was having issues back at the place they were living before. No, but the, he was traumatised from the war. Okay. So he went to war. So this is the end. This is what I'm saying. Like To me, it felt like the horror story was blackness as opposed to racism. Because, okay. yeah, he went to war and so he was having PTSD. And so when they and made the... seen that man. Yeah, because then they, it was they would test out um, gases on them, oh. lethal gases that they were going to go and use on the Germans or whatever, or where, whoever they were testing it out on them. On the black ones. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but if you care about your country, you know, you'll do that. So it's the fact, it's the fact that I'm here fighting for my country and you're still abusing me. Mm. So, it, yeah. So that took a, a lot out of me. And I didn't like that little um, minstrel character that... It was just no, horrendous. I'm no, sorry. I'd, why should I want to watch something that is, just feels like you're abusing me over and over and over and over? Like, 
sometimes don't copy what other people are doing because you didn't get it right. Like you saw, like literally was an open book, an open book exam. You saw the working out for us and then you tried to do something like this and you flopped it as far as I'm concerned. But it seems like a very odd share your magnificence, but I just feel like it needed <laughs> to be said because um, I think that the actors were incredible. I just wish that they had better material to work with. Yes. More, some, and, and I wish that a black woman, um, or in fact, more black women had been involved in, in behind the scenes because I don't think that we would have gotten this because it was written by a black man. He wrote what he wanted to write. Um, Lena Waif is an executive producer. I don't know how much of a hand she had in it. And then everybody else was just non-black mm. from what I've seen. What I saw always, uh, it, it just, I, I don't know. Wrong. Some, just like, yeah, fair enough. We are on the show, you're magnificent. But I have to say this. I mean, watching the show does make me feel weird because we watch it and we're triggered by it. But the, the thought that, the thought of non-black people watching it and not even feeling any of those emotions, I think it's the worst bit. Yeah. Because I think that's what white people get away with, with, you know, telling these stories, telling black stories mm. with and packing it with loads of trauma. Yeah. And then you guys are just enjoying it as cinematography or basically, do you get what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Reducing it to, to, to whatever it is because you can't feel, you just cannot ever feel that feeling. But the thing is, it, it, they are the target audience though, aren't they? Because it's satiating that sort of um, um, intergenerational, mm-hmm. that intergenerational bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Because if you and if your ancestors could sit under trees that black people were being hanged from and have a picnic, there's a part of you that won't really, really be shocked about what you're seeing. You, I mean, that you might say that on a conscious level, you're like, oh, that's a bit graphic, but really it's not going any deeper than that. Like, mm-hmm. because subconsciously, it's all right. It's all right. Really? Or even have a wedding on a cotton field. What's um, um Blake Lively and um, Ryan Reynolds? Yes, you had your wedding on a plantation, and you said, "Oh, if we'd known the history of it, you know, we feel bad now." It was called a fucking plantation. <laughs> what more did you need to know? <laughs> horrible, horrible. I'm still horrible. waiting for somebody to give me enough money to make that movie where a white couple goes to have a wedding on a plantation, and that's going to be the horror movie that you don't expect because every guest, every guest is getting murked. And they're getting murked by the risen, <laughs> the risen souls of those who died on that plantation. Period. You're going to go and cut the cake and blood is going to spew from it. Huh, you haven't seen horror like the horror I'll give you. All of you will run out of that cinema. But then you'll know what it feels like for us to go cinema and just be assaulted, um, you know, by the things that we see on screen. Right. But, I mean... But, well done, Deborah. Red, well done, Deborah. <laughs> well done, Ashley. Well done, um... Little girl that plays Ruby, Ruby yes, well than Shahadi. Yeah, I didn't Shahadi. think it was weird, weird for Shahadi to be in this after being in Us. Or maybe they wanted that. They wanted, they that, wanted that element. Yeah, that they wanted poem. that. So they just wanted you to know that we are kind of copying a bit from Us, yeah, but and this is very on. different. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think she was. But I don't want her to get typecast. Like. I, I don't. I don't. But do you know what? It'll be nice. To, it'll, ni- it'll be nice to kind of have an image of black horror and think of someone. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. you know the way we think of white horror films and we think of. Jamie Lee Fox, right. that Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. And, like, it'll be good to have that. But, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't want it to be typecasting. And I wouldn't want... Fox, Jamie Lee Fox. That was worse than me. But I wouldn't want any of the actors to miss out on any opportunities due to the bad press that them is getting. Yeah. Um. But it's so weird. They're only getting bad press from black press. 
but and they don't really care. Really, and this is care this, and the publicists will be like, "This is why we don't approach um, and we approach you, Nicknogs anyway. We don't, yeah, we don't care so what you have to say about it. We really care about it. It's doing really well on Amazon, and that's about it. Yeah, and I don't like this whole narrative when people like I, I tweeted that um, that how much I hated this, right? Hated this series, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, but if they're showing what happened historically to black people, then I don't see what the his- issue is because they're documenting it." And you can shut the fuck up because there's a difference between documenting something and then putting it out in such a way that it's only only up upsetting and traumatizing the people that you know that would have an understanding of it mm. that wasn't that wasn't done in the way of documenting or explaining anything to anybody at all it was not it was not it was a crazy idea and someone was like yeah let's do that yeah and you know you could only get away with it with, with a certain type of color if you're different. right if that's who you're doing it to because i also think it's interesting how even when um spoiler alert you know um the white racist woman she gets shot main one yeah yeah that happens at a distance we don't see her go down you know and compare that to episode five with what the the woman goes through deborah's character goes through that's close up we were right in her face right in her eyeballs so i think that the the shots that they chose to show the violence happening to the different women was interesting the white woman you moved us out of it you Mm -hmm. moved us as far away from it as possible it happened Mm -hmm. in the distance Mm -hmm. and then we see the guy with the gun but this one, we saw face, we saw blood, we saw pillowcase, we saw... Nah, I'm sorry. It was That was some bullshit. It was a lot. That was an absolute bullshit. But Deborah, you're gorgeous. I just yes. wanted you to know that. that. Like I said, I hope, I hope you guys, you know, go on to do bigger and better things. I, I, I imagine Deborah is probably in talks with loads of people right now. She should be. She should yeah. be because she deserves, she deserves the things. Um. So yeah, that, that's that for Shea Magnificence then. Um... Let's get on to kind of half share your magnificence. <laughs> <laughs> share your magnificence, but not the magnificence of what you were involved in, because right. that was not magnificent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go um, to so you mad, and then we'll have the advert after so you mad. Actually, I think that that would work best. So Sadiq Khan has been re-elected as mayor of London. I just want to say, right, it felt so weird last week to have everyone talking about Sadiq and it not be me. <laughs> I'm so used to, no, it's horrible. I'm so used to being the centre of attention. So it's just like, what, how can you guys, and then to make matters worse, Sadiq Khan isn't even giving the Sadiqs a good, a good name. <laughs> no, he's not. Do you know what I mean? I, it just it just feels really odd. It's very upsetting. But yeah, Sadiq Khan won just by a, by a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I like his Instagram name. It's just at Sadiq. Like. Yeah, I, he needs to change that. I want that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll yeah. better suit you. He shouldn't yeah, have it. Yeah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. We'll sort that out <laughs> Or, but I have. usually go by like Sadiqo because that's that yeah. kind of my thing. But I want Sadiq. I want to be able to use that at me. Yeah. Um, but he's very lucky. He won by the skin of his teeth. Really? Do but, we know the exact uh, Um, What did I see from the last shot that I got? I think what I saw was Sadiq Khan got 1,013,721 votes. But Sean, ba- Sean Bailey got... 893,051 votes. Wait, repeat city cards again? 1,013,721 votes. Ooh, and then Sean Bailey got 800,000. Hey, yeah, 893,000. It was very close. I feel like the white people said, all right, cool, we've only got ethnics to choose from. Let's just go for it. Do you know what I mean? Let's just go with whoever. So I reckon they went into that vote. Black Lives that. Matter. I'm going to vote for Sean Bailey because, you know, black people deserve a chance to. That's not what we asked you to do. That's not how it goes. Oh, oh, so many yeah. people failed the exam. So... <laughs> Many people failed the exam. And then the amount of people that went to vote for that Nico guy, um, 49,628. 
That's actually quite a bit. Let me tell you something about the Nico guy. It's so disappointing that he didn't take it seriously because, you know, anybody could have, like, do you get me? Someone someone who actually is passionate about this yeah. could have been in so, his position. Yeah. But then he's there, you know, just taking the piss. I just thought, you guys, it's the same thing that like Kanye was doing when he was running for them. Just like, you guys are just, fair enough, 49,000 is, is a, like a game changer. Yeah. Luckily, it, well, that wasn't the amount that it was swung by. But it could have been. It could have been. Could have been, and you're there splitting the votes, which is irresponsible. But I'm happy for like the Green Party, Sean Berry. She, you know, um, got what is it, one hundred and ninety-seven thousand nine hundred and seventy-six votes. But, so but didn't win. Obviously, no. But that's that was good for the Green Party. Like they're they're building. I I feel like, um, if they stop their little racist bits that they're doing, they could get a lot more votes. Mm. I would vote Green, but I had I would I vote you know, voted Labour this time just because, you know, I don't want the personal assistant to Beelzebub, also known as Sean Bailey, to win. Like, even when he went on ZZ's show and he was doing that accent, like, you don't need to put on a quote-unquote hood accent to... Was he... Was he... I didn't even watch He it. was just a mess. And, and again, I feel it's like... It's good to see that ZZ's interviewing different types of people, though. But, but um, no disrespect, but where is the range to do it? And this, and, and again, don't now go and say like I'm looking for her trouble or anything. I just think that when these people choose the places that they go to, they know the kind of people that will choose because you know that she's not going to really have the um, bandwidth yeah. to challenge what you're saying. Like he was talking and she was just <laughs> nodding. <laughs> she, he was talking and she was just like nodding because she didn't really have a counter argument. Yeah, and yeah. that's dangerous to me. You no, know, you're right. You're right. He went. On the, he was the best. Best interview for him. Yes. Best place to, for him to get an interview. Because, uh, you know, like, we've got, uh, we've got uh, um, Oyster Cards. That's got lots of money that nobody's using. Uh, and that's the sick. kind of money that we could be using. So oh. I was like, Ali G is rolling right now. Ali G is sick. shaking. I would have been sick. It I was disgusting what he was it. trying to do. And I was just thought, fuck off. Off. Trying to appeal to the urban yeah. community. Yeah, I've really got like undo my the top button of my shirt and like speak to them so like they understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it clearly worked. Now imagine he got all of those votes and the Tory party weren't even like the, the um, Conservative party weren't even riding for him like mm-hmm. that. They did not want that nignog really, so they were tolerating him. Imagine if they put money behind him. He would have done it. He would have done it. He would have done it. He could. Here's the thing. Is there a limit on how many times you can run for mayor? You could just be mayor forever, right? Because you know, with, with being a PM or president or whatever, you've got two terms. Two terms, yeah. I don't know. I didn't that. But wasn't Boris mayor for ages? It probably felt like ages. I can't remember how long he was actually mayor for. I can't remember, for. but he's, he's been around for way too long. I saw people saying R.I.P. Bo yesterday. I was like, oh, is that Boris? <laughs> Uh, seriously, and it was. But was the dog? Yeah, the Obama, the Obama's dog. Still could have been Boris, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, when we're specifically about the Obama dog, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I think that this is really, really worrying. But at the same time, it fills me with hope because every time I've been, you know, doing doing that banter and saying, "Ah, oh, when I run for mayor," da, 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 da. but now looking at these votes, if Nico could get forty nine thousand. Girl, you could get five hundred thousand. I could, I could beat that. In fact, I could. I feel like if I'd run, I'd been able to. Be, I would have beat Sean. Um, I would have been short Bainey definitely. I would have beaten him, but I'd also probably had a good chance of beating Sadiq Khan because I care about what's happening with the police, um, and how that impacts the black community. Oh, I couldn't imagine the amount of stress you'd be under. Oh, oh my! Every day a new tweet. God, do you remember the time that you called Boris Johnson a pomplex? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do now. What now? Oh what? my God! Oh, I don't even. 
even know if it would be worth it, honestly. It's just the madness, um, as far as I'm concerned. I just think like, oh, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not meant for politics right now. Not, mm. not how it is. I'm nervous with you going into it. <laughs> not, not with not anything that you would do, but just, just the whole everything would just be too much. Oh, yeah. politicians really go through it. I mean, I, I feel like it is. I could see, I could see you doing it, mm. definitely. But because a black be... woman's just won as mayor in Liverpool. Oh, really? What's her name? Um, Liverpool. Should have really remembered that, but I saw it and I was just like, "Oh, well done to her! Like, <laughs> well done, well done for winning that." Um, black oh, woman. Too stressful. Oh, I tell you who I love though. I love Harriet Harman. Really? I just always liked her. I think we liked her because Mummy told us to like her. Yeah, maybe. But she's she's nice. She responds to you. She responds to me, and she has helped over the years. I just don't know. I'm a bit funny about her recently. She probably have to. She'd probably have to change my. Um, she'd probably have to change my mind. I think that some people get comfortable with the constituency that they're in, and mm. they know that they're always like they've got no real competition. Yeah. And I've and I remember thinking that like it's so well and good you're there now but if i decided tomorrow that actually let's put some things aside for a bit acting can wait all of this can wait i'm going to take that seat away from you that let peckham and campbell see i'll take it away <laughs> from it you away. because i know that i've got the, the the people power that you don't have like you're just resting on the fact that peckham and campbell yeah and, yeah no i'll take it away from you it says here liverpool has made history by choosing the uk's this probably should have been share your magnificence really um <laughs> liverpool has made history by choosing the first um choosing the uk's first directly elected black female mayor and the first woman to lead the city the election of joanne anderson was one of the first few good stories for labor on friday anderson 50 years old beat stephen yip an independent while the conservative candidate Katie Burgess lost her deposit. <laughs> Anderson won fifty nine percent of the total votes. Oh, yes, good on she, you! Yes, yes, good yes, on yes, you! Yes, yes, she's six feet tall as well. Well done, Jeez, Amazonian cutie. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like you know, Joanne's there doing it. I could do it for London. Period. But um, you have to have time and you really have to invest all of you into that. Yeah, and that's literally blood, sweat and tears. That's your whole 24-7. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm not about it. Yeah, I'm not no, about it. I mean, um, but yeah, it's, it, all it goes to show us is that um, everything's a mess at the moment and Keir Starmer is an op. Like, he's literally an op. So I don't know where we go from here, really. But yeah, that's that um, for that bit of um, So You Mad. What was the next And when you guys are talking about Sadiq Khan, can you refer to him as Sadiq Khan and not Sadiq? (laughs) Honestly, I just can't can't stand it. Maybe for so left out, you know? (laughs) Um, This story that you brought to my attention, that you might want to read that, the girl shooting up the school. What the hell? Oh, my God. I mean, we asked for representation, not this kind. Oh, Crazy, hold on. But the age as well. And then that little boy, um, Zahid, rest in peace. Um, And then I know the... So many young people are, like, dying. Idaho Falls shooting. Girl pulls gun from backpack and fires at classmates. Three people have been shot after a young girl brought a gun to her school and opened fire at her classmates. The girl who isn't in sixth grade and aged 11 or 12. 11 or 12 years old? What do you mean? What do you mean? was in the hallway when she pulled the firearm from her backpack and began shooting at Rigby Middle School in Idaho, USA. 
It comes after a student was shot dead by police after opening fire on officers at a high school in Tennessee in April. Wow. On Thursday, students in Idaho heard gunshots and screaming and told of seeing blood on the hallway floor when police escorted them out of the classroom. Lights and computers turned off during the attack and students lined up against the wall, one pupil said. The child's shooter was disarmed by a female teacher who held her until police arrived. Student Yandel Rodriguez, 12, said, Me and my classmates were just in class with our teacher. We were doing work and then all of a sudden, here was a loud noise and there were two more loud noises. Then there was screaming. Our teacher went to check it out and he found blood. Yandel's mum, Adela Rodriguez, said they were okay but still a little shaky from the shooting as they left campus. The girl, who has not been named, is from nearby Idaho Falls and was taken into custody. Interesting. Two students and one staff member were shot in the limbs and are expected to survive, according to officials. Police say they are investigating the motive behind the attack and where the child got the weapon. Jefferson School District Superintendent Chad Martin said, This is the worst nightmare school districts could ever face. We prepare for it, but you but you're never tr- truly prepared. Police tape around the school, which has about 1,500 students from 6th to 8th grades, and small evidence markers were placed next to spots of blood on the ground. Jefferson County Prosecutor Mark Taylor said decisions about criminal charges will not be made until the investigation is complete, but that they might include three counts of attempted murder. I'm just glad nobody died. I'm really, really glad nobody died because what the fuck? This is not what we mean by representation. No, you know, no. like this is not the kind of representation not that matters. You do not want to go and follow your your brothers and your uncles and your fathers to go and be shooting people up. Like what the fuck? But then that just goes to show the the downward spiral that America is in. Like at some point, you're going to have to address these fucking gun laws. Like it's not by force. It, oh. It's my right. It's my it's my constitutional right. It's your constitutional right for war. No, it's 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 actually it's becoming too sickening now. I'm I'm genuinely rethinking. You know, because you know, I was I was in America like three, four times a year. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. Even, like literally, I love that place, but. Since last year, I'm just like, oh, really? So you're telling me that whenever I go there, it's just by luck. Oh, literally, Sometimes, literally, it's literally, by luck, yeah. depending on where I am. Now, what had made me really, really sad this weekend was actually finding out more news about, um, and uh, sorry, a bit unrelated, but yeah, finding out more news about Pop Smokes there. Oh, what happened? So you know, he was the up and coming rapper yeah, that yeah. was very young guy. So they, it's revealed that it was a 15 year old boy who was amongst a group of teens mm-hmm. that shot him for his two Rolex. So they've taken the Rolex, they've sold it for $2,000. Oh, fucking hell. Pop Smoke is dead. Because can you imagine? This is dead of the night. The Pop Smoke was with a chick or maybe a chick or two. He's naked in the shower. He's heard shots or whatever, whatever, screaming or whatever. He's come out. The whole thing has just happened like that. And they've left him there dead. 15-year-old boy. And then how they've caught these boys is that it's they're young and stupid. They're on the prison phone mm. bragging about it. Talking about how they did it, talking about who did this, who did that. Absolutely shocking. So from there, I'm just like, no, if a 15 year old, if if, if 15 year olds can sit in a room, find out where Pop Smoke is living, get a gun within hours. Yes, yeah. Because he was only there a few nights. It was an Airbnb from what I remember. Yeah. Get a gun within hours and go directly to his house and shoot him. I'm just like, yeah, America, you guys are all, you, every, you see how I'm saying I'm, I'm living on borrowed vibes? You guys are all living on something borrowed, boy, because no day is certain for you guys. Literally. No day whatsoever. And now in this case where a 12-year-old girl even knows how to use the gun. 
a little 12 year old white girl knows how to use the gun how what is what is going on why are the young people going through this like i said there's that young boy um zaheed um who took his own life uh, and he left the note behind and he you know mentions gaming and he says that oh what he's going to miss about taking his own life is that he's not going to get to watch any more pewdiepie videos um you know those um twitch sort of Mm -hmm. and i just thought but that's the part that absolutely broke me because that's as much as you've experienced in life. Mm-hmm. You're going to miss these videos mm-hmm. of these gamers. That's as much as you've experienced in life, yet you know that you want to not be here anymore. Like, the mental um, health of um, of young people has been impacted dramatically by capitalism, mm-hmm. by our white supremacist society, but specifically by this lockdown. It's, mm-hmm. This pandemic has really, really, um, really impacted them. And I don't feel like um, the countries that we live in are putting enough things in place to be like how do we help them because otherwise take the guns away right but you're taking guns away but when even when we look at the case of somebody like zaheed like he just went into the thames or something i think they Mm -hmm. said like it's really heartbreaking and no whitney i do believe that children are our future and but serious no i'm serious like serious but no listen (laughs) Listen, I do believe that there are there are future, but if we're looking at what they're doing now, is that's not a bright future? No, that's no, no, not no, a bright no. future. And for me, it's concerning. Actually, I feel like everyone's getting younger, so like yes. things that are happening, younger people are doing it now. Yes. I I don't remember growing up when I was what like 10, 11, I never read any news story about any ten year old, eleven year old, twelve year old committing suicide. Yeah, yeah. I, that is just. It's unfathomable to me. Yeah. So to be in this day and age now and to just hear that some people are walking in on their daughters and sons and having to stop them and it's yeah. just... It's well, so some of them that managed to do it. I think some, the last one I read was he was nine and... and um, nine. He was nine and it's because he was getting bullied at school. Those things scare me. As a, as a mother, yeah. those, those things genuinely, genuinely scare me. Terrifying. Because, like, because it's like... And it's, a lot of people want to blame the parents. Look, when you, when the child gets a certain age, they are out more than you see them. Mm-hmm, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes, unfortunately, the world is raising them more than you yeah. are. So, but in my head, I just can't get around the fact that that for them, that is the only way out. I mean, yes. I, I, I appreciate everyone feels differently, but it's just like at that age, for you to feel like that, something is seriously, seriously, seriously wrong. Yeah. Seriously wrong. So... I don't even know. You've got this girl um, shooting guns. And my thing with this one is that a, a young girl like that, she shot the first one, right? That hasn't even traumatized her enough. She's gone again. So it's like a crazy kind but of... But I feel like me, from the way that they described it and that she shot limbs, I think that she shot with her eyes closed. You know, I feel like she yeah, let it off and she went back, yeah, 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 yeah. back, 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 like three times. I don't think that because of how they described it and the fact that it hit different people in, it, in the limbs, I think she just shot. She just took the gun out and just shot. crazy. Yeah. yeah, but she's alive. I want to point that out. She's alive. Well, that's what I said. And I'm glad, and I'm glad, you know, she's yeah. alive, obviously. But I just think that if that was a black girl, well, well, circumstances. I mean, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a we, we don't I mean, want to be thinking about uh, you're even going to the black girl, Mickey, right? I'm thinking about the boy who they heard he had a gun, had, had a gun. This was the one that was I touched on a few weeks ago, yeah, yeah. They heard he had a gun, he was in a little domestic dispute with his girlfriend, yeah. Heard he had a gun approach him in the bathroom, they don't see any gun or not, no, nothing on him, and they've shot him dead in that bathroom, oh. in the school bathroom. This is not the life that we want to be living. And America, like, let the guns go. I know that that's your whole identity because that's how you stole the land and that's how you managed to um, 
subjugate the the black people that you brought to build on the land for you but you've got to let the guns go when when i heard that kamala harris was saying like oh you know yeah i know that there's racism in the u um you know the united states but it's not a racist country i said oh so you're drinking the same Uh, you're drinking the same juice as these lot over here but i'm not not surprised surprised. because you know you want to be the head of a cap you know imperialist capitalist state so what, what else would you be saying take the guns away firstly and I don't even know what to say. They need to. They need to put these kids into some programs. Yeah, <sighs> but we're asking for the whole of um, how America as an um, entity, how it functions currently, to be rewritten. That is centuries of work like that's not something that you do overnight and a lot of people are going to fight back against that they don't want that to happen i feel like it's the same with the uk like they love suffering that's why we're seeing it in the in the election results and things like that they're not they're always going to choose racism over their own humanity forget the humanity of other people they'll choose racism over their own humanity they'd rather cut off their nose to spite their face if it means like oh we all have the same face crazy to me absolutely crazy to me but i feel like when the change will truly come is let it be a young middle-class white boy. Yeah. Let it be a young middle-class white boy. Let his dad have some stake in a big company or know someone who Mm. knows someone. Then the conversation is going to start as to how do we control guns. But I don't know because Sandy Hook happened. Sandy Hook was a fucking primary school. And the guy went there and shot up all the children shut up shot the children for me that would have been the point where it's just like you know what we're done call it a day day because the little babies are being killed like you killed the little babies let's entertain the idea that okay cool so america's like all right cool let's take the guns off the streets i actually now worry now that i've said that out loud Mm -hmm. i worry that that will cause chaos like imagine if america said everyone needs to get rid of their guns on there. Let's say they yeah. do some sort of gun amnesty. Mm. Would you feel comfortable driving to where they want you to come and dispose of <laughs> your guns? Like, I feel, I feel like people would go on a rampage. Yeah, it'll be I an would out, be, all out war. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think, I think the lawmakers and people and all of that, I think they've, they've, they've spoken about that. They're like, okay, what, what would happen? Let's see a little simulation. What would happen if we did this? I'm, you know, they've got but the But that's interesting that. though, but I wouldn't like necessarily say, come and give me your guns. What I'll say now is that we're not selling guns anymore. Guns now, you know, in terms of selling them, they're prohibited. Like we're not selling them anymore. They're, okay, they're gone. So all the guns that you can buy from wherever, Walmart, wherever the fuck, all the guns are gone now. No more guns. So the guns that you have, We'll talk about that later. But for now, first two years... Stop the sale. We're not selling them anymore. Fine. See how we get on with that. And then move to... Okay, so now these are the laws that are coming in. If you have a gun, you have to go and do this test. You have to go and do this test. Um, you have to come and see us every 90 days. Every 90 days. You know, we have to do these checks. All of that stuff. Make I'll it make it so inconvenient. That you're just like, yeah. no, fuck having a gun. Let me just get a sword. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll just be like... You would no, no I, I agree. I'm agree with you. You're selling it to me. That's literally how they need to do it. Yeah, they need to. They need to wean them off it. Yeah, because if you do it in, like, yeah, yeah. I'm because with look you. at how they stormed the Capitol building. That was only a little taster. That was only a little. Because only a, in, in that really the, happened, right, right? That actually happened. But go ahead. Trump. I don't know what he's doing now. He's probably <laughs> chilling on Facebook. But you know that was just a little taster of if you try us, this is what we are capable of doing. Now imagine that all the states do that. Ooh. Chaos. And the thing is, black people aren't going to be playing with you this time. No. You know, they're not going to be playing with no. you this time. And so it's going to be mad for everybody. Everyone. 
and it's, it, I feel like that will probably be the beginning of the race war. <laughs> yes, because no, you joke about it, no, but no, 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 it's, no, no, it's no, a no. serious thing. Serious, serious, serious thing. I think they need to they need to do something asap. Like it's horrible. But when all the money that you've been able to um, acquire and um, accumulate over the centuries have been because of war. That is your identity. Like, guns are part of your identity. What does that now mean for even the movies that you make where you glorify holding guns and shooting up this and shooting up that? Even talking about that, sorry, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, everyone knows I love me an action movie. I do love me an action movie. Sell whatever it is to me. However, I found that recently, maybe it's probably from about, like, last year, I get a bit... I cringe now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, like, there's certain instances where I'll be watching an action film and let's say the main character he's in this club he's in a dangerous club and then he's just shot five man dead yeah. to get to the big guy like in this club <laughs> yeah but then you know watching that years ago you were like yeah but then now watching like you just shot five people dead no seriously <laughs> you dead. just they, shot they, five they, people they, dead and you've just walked casually into the club i'm probably going to continue to watch action films but i'm still gonna i'm still gonna be cringing now but once you see it you can't unsee it that is my thing now that is my thing with action movies and it has has been for a few years is that like i watch it now and i'm just like but those people are dead forever yeah what about their families they're dead forever (laughs) and you've just completed your mission and you've just carried on (laughs) and they've slept well that night probably even had sex with the girl that they're chasing still based on how these action movies go that's usually what happens and then the the girl then cleans you up she cleans up your (laughs) your 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 blood your scars he's a murderer base (laughs) (laughs) and she takes the bullet out with a tweezer yeah and says oh you gotta be careful this time I'm not gonna keep going through this (laughs) but you just killed five people but he just killed five people So I think even that, like, look, if, if they said that as part of the whole gun reform and everything, that they need to monitor or change the way that they play with guns in movies, I'm yeah. happy with that. If I know, yeah. if I know it's going to save lives, I'm happy. We've got yeah. action movies from years ago. We'll just rewatch them. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If I'm, if I'm because, because if we look at the industrial kind of complex um, or, or that it is in terms of when we're making all of these movies, Hollywood's making these movies, it tries to normalise and has done for um, decades, tries to normalise white men having guns because mm-hmm. primarily they're the ones that have the guns and then or they have a right to yeah and then they show everybody else and i know that we've got a recent film now with a michael b jordan and he's got a gun and blah, 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 blah. yeah okay decent film but it's, it's still like you, none of you need it the one that i hate the most lara croft tomb raider <laughs> i despise that shit because really? you you literally literally listen to your name lara i'm a lara no. <laughs> <laughs> lara listen to your name tomb raider Tomb Raider, you're going to raid people's tombs where they've died, where they've kept their things, their cultural things, and you've gone to take them for your your imperialist countries. Like, you've, you're taking it back. The, the, the cradle of life, you're going to go and steal people's stones and then take it. Like, when you re-watch films from, with a new understanding, you're like, you lot are disgusting. No, I feel you on that. But let me tell you something. For some reason, I never warmed to Lara. I never want to Lara, seriously. Lara and her pom-pom shorts, like, how are I you going on all of these journeys and you don't cover your legs? No, don't cover her legs. She ties her hair back. She's literally got her arms out as well. Yeah, nothing, nothing. She just nothing. No knee pads, no nothing. No, no um, mosquito spray. She's just out there with guns and pom-pom shorts. I never want to. I never want to. Never, never, ever want to. Braids just swinging anyhow. It's, it's good that I didn't now. But I just, I think it's something, something needs to change. And like, I even feel uncomfortable with the ages that some of these kids are playing like some of these really violent games yes 
Yeah. Because wasn't there a story years ago about this boy that was playing these violent games and then he's gone on the street and then he's... Look, I can I can probably just make that up and, and, and could search for a news article and you'll, and find, you'll it. find it, yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, I just... Something something needs to change. Something needs to, needs to change. But yeah, it's one of those times where I'm glad that we're in the UK so that at least not... The most she can do is taser Misha. Yeah, so, well, we say that, but tasering well, can still kill somebody, can still, yeah, and fine. um, they've managed to crack people's necks and just have a taser. Like, if where there's where there's racism, there's a way. <laughs> that's, that's, it's true. There, there it's is a true. way. Where there's white supremacy, there's a way. Um, but talking about you know films and regulations and things like that, I know that Disney's under fire for what they've got some kind of um issue now where people are saying that Sleeping Beauty didn't consent to the kissing. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I actually shouldn't laugh because look, ultimately, what they're trying to teach the kids is it's a it's a good thing. What they're trying to teach the kids. Yeah. My issue is when we look at the nature of sex offenders and um, yeah. you know the, like those those people. Have we? Is there stats to show that? <laughs> no, I think if look if they've showed me stats and say, all right, cool, all half of fifty percent of these offenders watch Snow White, watch this, watch this, all of that, all of that, then I'll be like, all right, cool, guys, change Snow White. Yeah, but that doesn't happen. Right, but then this is the thing: Snow White is merely a manifestation of the larger issue of um patriarchy, right? So even if they didn't watch um Snow White, and obviously th- what. Wh- even if they didn't watch Snow White, the larger society is still letting them feel like they have access to women's bodies and they will hear these stories in one way or another. There's no how that you're going into, we even talked about nursery rhymes last week, in it. There's no how you're going through the school system in the, the global north or west, whatever you want to call it. You, there's no how you're going through this school system not interacting with any of those stories. Fine. Now, some of you, well, some of us will interact with the stories and be like, that's a bit wayward, but none of my business. But now if you ha- are then... Um, somebody that wants to then go down that path of um, being uh, as you know, a sexual predator or whatever, those stories will sit somewhere within you. Yeah, no. I think and, you and, 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 and even if we're not going to those extremes, we still see in modern day relationships the way that men are taught to believe that they have a right to women's bodies. It's only in the 80s that it became illegal for a man to um, rape his wife. Wow. You know, because it's a marriage, yeah, that's right. what they're saying, yeah. Right. So again, that means that we have to then look at what it means to be married, you know, what what is historically it means and what people are wanting it to mean nowadays because no matter how much a lot of you shout up and down that oh no, my marriage is different. I want to be married for this reason for this reason, but you still don't content taking the person's name. Why are you taking their name? You don't you don't want to talk about that. You do, there are so many aspects that you don't want to talk about, but all you're doing is perpetuating the same narrative. But mm-hmm. if we take that away from you, you feel like we've taken romance away from you. Where did that notion of romance come from? Fairy tales. Perfectly put. And just to kind of let you guys know what the had- headline is, it's no, there's not mm-hmm. really an article, it's mm-hmm. just a headline in the video. It's a new Snow White ride at Disneyland has drawn criticism for kissing without consent. Dating historian Nietzsche Hodgson and relationship therapist Emiliana Silvestri clash over whether Disney should should be promoting kisses without consent. So there's a video and then there's two white women um, arguing about it. One of them has had a botched surgery, <laughs> but that has, nothing, that has nothing to do with it. Sorry, that was just an observation. But look, but it's the fact that 
she's the relationship therapist. She's the relationship therapist, the one that's got the botched job. She's the relationship therapist, so she's the one that does not want this thing to go away. So imagine that that's the relationship therapist that's arguing for keeping, kissing people without consent. I don't, I, look, the thing is, this article, whatever it is, doesn't actually describe how the ride is. Is it that, you know, you're, I'm, a, I'm getting ready to go on the ride and someone's going to come and lips me before no, I go on? No, no, it's just that you'll probably see an image of Snow White sleeping. Is it Snow White? Because Snow White gets kissed as well, doesn't she? And then Sleeping Beauty also gets kissed because they're talking about Snow White riding. Yeah, but this is a Snow White. And this is Snow White, but think about Snow, it. Who's, who's Sleeping... the apple? Snow, Snow White. White, yeah. But then think about it. Sleeping Beauty also gets kissed as well. Why are you kissing all the sleeping girls? Yeah, and I think it's, it speaks to a larger... I think you were, you, you were touching on it just earlier now. Like It speaks to this thing of like needing men to kind of save the day. Yeah. So you remember it's with Snow White, there were seven men. Fair enough that you calling them dwarves, but there were seven men there. Yeah. But it was this one prince, this one big man prince or whatever. The, the that, monarchy class the, yes, system. Yeah. Uh, he, he was white, yeah. dark haired, looked a particular way yeah. that was only able to come and lips her yeah. so that she could come back to life. But After, some people would argue that lipsing brings them back to life. <laughs> Boy, I do not know. But after you're trying to tell me that an evil lady gave her a poisonous apple. Again, look at the the older woman and the ageism that's happening there. This old evil evil woman that's jealous of her beauty. Again, the narrative that you're enforcing upon young girls from a young age that old women won't like you and they want your beauty and you're a threat to them. So they've got to, you know, send you to sleep and then a man will come and save you. Same with Little Mermaid. He had to come and, you know, give you, help you get your voice back or whatever the hell. Um, Watch that one, but yeah. Right, but um, yeah, I just... Also, I think she lost be... her voice because she wanted to, but then she she figured it out in the end. All because of man. Everything's all because of man. Always all because, because of, of man. man. Beauty and the Beast. Like, he 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 captured you. And while you were captured, you fell in love with him because you saw a true side. That's Stockholm, Stockholm Syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> Guys, come on, wake up. But then it's the... um, And so women then take those kind of romantic stories and then nowadays they're like, oh, yeah, even if he's beastly towards you, you can love him out of his his ways and you can love him to be a better person more time you can't you can't it's interesting you say that i actually think that if we're moving past like you know um fairy tales yeah we look at literature like you know i'm thinking of um something you said that made me think of a streetcar named desire oh yes yeah blanche blanche no blanche was the wife stanley was the husband the husband yeah books like that Right, Blanche so, wasn't the wasn't Blanche the the one that was um, this crazy one. Well, they said that she was crazy and that she got lobotomized, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And Stanley was the partner to the other to yes, her sister. To, to, or to her sister, yeah. yes, and he was quite abusive. Yeah. So things like that. There was. I remember there was one particular scene where they described Stanley as this kind of like animalistic kind of like primal, gorilla, primal yeah. kind of gorilla, and then you see his wife. Kind of, they describe her as like. I don't know. Submissive. Yeah, very very submissive. Yeah, Yeah, that's how they do it. That's how they they did it. And I feel like reading a book like that kind of makes you feel like that's kind of like sexy. Right. Or like romantic. But the thing is, then notice how um, um, Blanche is then portrayed because she has some kind of, um, I guess, more autonomy Mm -hmm. um, in in terms of her sexuality. Stanley hates her for that because my wife could never move like that. That's the, the whole issue that he has. And he's slightly attracted to the fact that she has autonomy over her sexuality. But he doesn't want... And his wife to be yes. like that. Stella. Yeah, Stella. That's it. Stella. He doesn't want her to be like that. So it's it, it 
even there you kind of start seeing how everything plays even the title a streetcar named desire like it's one, something that will get away from you like mm. it's, it's not something that you are in control of but you can be a passenger of mm-hmm. it's there's so many things but um there's a song that blanche sings in there like oh it's only a paper moon i'm sailing over a cardboard sea but it wouldn't be make believe if you believed in me i always think mm. about that that it's the fact that for our love to come alive we need somebody else to believe in it mm. And and that's what they I guess they're trying to depict even in these fairy tales when we think about it like you're, for romance to come alive you need another part, person to participate uh, mm-hmm. with you but why did I have to be sleeping for them to come and participate? Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere they've been given poison, you know, poison apple or a spell was put on you to mm-hmm. for you to go to sleep or all of this stuff. It's really it's really really odd, but. You know, anyway, we'll play the interaction because I think it's important to hear the interaction of the, the argument, yeah, the, yeah. the video and what they try to say. Hold on. A very diligent and great parent because she's just said herself that she sits down with her children and will, will explain something that happened in a film. This is the dating historian. don't know what their children are watching and are not paying attention to that. So that's one of the things that concerns me. And just in terms of consent, I beg your pardon. That's not Disney's fault that parents are, that's parents' fault, then we should go to the parents. I'm not saying it's Disney's fault, but Disney, Disney, of course Disney can choose to have a moral duty or not. It's up to them. They can be an ethical business if they want to be. They make so many millions of billions of pounds every year from that film. And children watch them very young and they are some of the first stories that they imbibe. I hear you, and I watched them, and I was never confused about consent. I watched all the Disney films. But you were Charles, confused about surgery. confused about consent. I think it's the responsibility of the parent. I think it's brilliant, and respect you for bringing this up as a conversation, and it's important. But it's not Disney where we should be looking to that's the cause of this problem. You're absolutely right. It's parents. Education could do with changing it. And Disney have evolved through criticism, and they have changed the characters and Tangled and Moana and all and frozen and there is a lot of they've changed and they've evolved this is a very historical story that i don't think they should have to change history historical story. because of this consent issue that i don't believe sorry let me just i just want to ask it, it's not even this a historical story it's just not it was never true yeah, yes exactly <laughs> things that happen in this story we have suspended our disbelief Some, that's something I needed to know that it gets worse. I didn't know that yes. originally. That's what I was waiting yeah. for. Yeah. Okay, cool. That that was good to know. That's a bit of education for me because you see, I was in two minds. I like what they were saying there. I understood consent perfectly and I still watched Snow White and I enjoyed Snow White and they probably never watched it again. But you, do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. They never changed anything in me. But actually, no, if you're looking at the history of the story. Yeah you realise that it's actually, even whether or not it influences you to be a type of way or not, it's problematic. It's problematic. It's just funny to me the way she calls it. Historical. historical story. <laughs> like, why people, I swear to you, they are in bondage over their fairy tales. <laughs> and it's true, like, when you when you're, when it's ingrained in you that much, it genuinely feels like a real story. Yeah, it feels like a real story. Historical, no, it wasn't historical, boo. And the Brothers Grimm are weirdos. They are fucking, they were fucking weirdos. All the stories that they wanted to tell were so 
Grim. Hansel yeah. and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. That was the first one that came to my mind just now. Sickening things. Just very sick. They were very sick guys. Very, very sick. Yuck. Um, <laughs> Yuck. Goldilocks wasn't and didn't end well. Mm-hmm. Um, good for her because no one told you to be going into people's houses and trying their food and trying their food. Anyhow, it's literally from that story that, like, I think Mummy was telling me, it's just like, no, you don't ever go into anyone's house and eat their food. But even Hansel and Gretel, why were you, why were you chomping at her building? Why were you eating? Why were you chomping at her gingerbread? Don't tell me there's anything um, problematic with Humpty Dumpty because I loved Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Dumpty's some bullshit. Like, listen to it. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. So you just described a crime scene to me. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. Like, I'm, I'm gonna keep with, I'm gonna stay with Humpty Dumpty I was listening to everything else has been ruined but Humpty Dumpty because Lev was listening to it on Coco Melon and he was like Humpty Dumpty sad and I, walk, and I was listening to it like what the fuck Humpty Dumpty <laughs> died <laughs> Humpty Dumpty died and that's just the end <laughs> like what <laughs> kids need to be watching show um, movies like Coco you know Coco the movie um, no I haven't seen you that you have watched it Coco the movie the animation no, on Disney no I've got Disney Plus now, so maybe I'll watch it then. Oh, are you, are you sure you haven't watched Coco? Or was it Soul that you watched? Soul I watched. I loved Soul with Sis, all Sis, you need heart. to watch Coco. Coco will make you cry. Okay. Coco is... Soul made me cry. Yeah. yeah. So and Soul was really good. But yeah. Coco, my one of my favourite films ever. It teaches children how to cope with loss. Okay, I'll check really, it out. Really, really, really important movie. But even beyond that, it's so good. But Walt Disney was also a racist. So I just, I just wanted to kind of make sure that that was also in there you as see, well. Uh, someone was saying that when you're too woke, sometimes it makes you want to sleep. <laughs> oh, sometimes it makes you want to sleep. I need a nap, goddammit, because oh. it's a lot. But honestly, in terms of the consent stuff, what, we're, what, what I found interesting about that conversation was that when we look at it, anything can change we can change anything at any time if we decided today that okay we're going to change that snow white story that sleeping beauty story and just take that bit out you could actually do that and move forward with a new story you could would you would you rewrite it so that snow white wakes up because of his breath <laughs> yes and then when she wakes because up I think from aloni's thread that's more realistic <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, oh maybe he he put he puts his finger on her cheek and she smells shit. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, when last did you wash your hands? Two meters, two meters. <laughs> um, oh gosh! But there is a way that it can be rewritten. Like the I don't problem know if it's with the hill, I'm willing to die on though. But it's these narratives perpetuating that women need to be saved. That's the problem because women well, are growing yeah, up be- believing that they need to be saved by men, and men have barely saved themselves. Like look at you look at look at the rates when we're talking about all of that stuff. Like men are barely saving themselves. Like they, nobody's coming to save you. Wake up, get up. They should rewrite it so mummy can be the one that's sh- screaming. Don't you have work today? <laughs> I don't know why she does that. Like, what, can I not manage myself? Like, what the hell? <laughs> Snow White, wake up. Ah, your friends will think that you're somebody that has your life together. Wake up. And then she'll get up from the slumber. Um, oh but no, honestly, I do agree that um, it's going forward. It's about how we teach um, children about consent. And I personally think that there's no harm in changing that narrative. Or definitely, if, you're, if we're not going to change them, we're going to leave these stories as they, they are. We definitely don't need a ride that focuses on that scene. Do you know fine, what I mean? Fine. You could show other scenes, but you didn't need to show that scene. That scene, fine. I'm keen to just know exactly what, how it looks. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, Do you get what I mean? yeah. Just, that's just what I'm keen to know. But. but yeah, don't kiss people when they're sleeping. Yeah. Don't. 
don't just don't it, it yeah there's just a lot to it that's rather problematic um Pocahontas being 15 years old mm-hmm. um when John Smith and nasty bitch came along um and you know all of that stuff the fact that yeah in the original Snow White the guy was 32 she was seven and so then we talk about how young men are or young sorry how men are obsessed with dating young girls mm-hmm. look at the fairy tales are you saying that we shouldn't change like that needs to change no you're right you're right and there is this there's this particular behavior that I feel like fairy tales have taught um, or have tried to teach women yeah. you know that kind of uh, dainty kind of ditzy kind yeah. of oh, damsel gosh, in distress damsel in distress there yeah. you are I don't yeah. know why it took me so fucking long to get there <laughs> damsel in distress I feel like you, you see you meet some women and they truly behave like a cartoon character I'm thinking yeah. of a particular cartoon character she wasn't a damsel in distress but she was really sexy husky was it Jessica oh, Jessica Rabbit Jessica Rabbit yeah yeah I don't know I was yeah she was she was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no, no, no. You know them. You know them cartoon. You know them cartoon characters that really sold it to you. But this is the thing again: how cartoon characters that are meant to be women, how they're drawn. You know, yeah. all of these look, things. Even her figure as well. Yeah, they everything. made it proper tiny ways. Yes. And then Beyonce, when she did, um, she was in a movie and she was pretty much she looked like that. Jessica Rabbit wasn't appropriate. No, at all. Thinking about it now, she was not appropriate. Who killed Roger Rabbit? She was in. Yes, yeah. where they would mix the humans with the. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. Yeah. <sighs> weird Gosh. things weird things are happening all around too woke, us too woke, too woke. but um yeah i feel like it's okay for these things to go because we've got a new canon as that one pointed out the one that's a quote-unquote relationship therapist we've got a new canon of um new disney movies so mm-hmm. i feel like it's okay to kind of archive certain things and move on with the new stuff if Especially you're saying that not, for hundreds of years if you're choosing that you don't want to rewrite it then let's move on then and yes. just leave them where they are Moana is a great example. That is beautiful, and it has lots of lots of meaning, lots of allegorical, um, you know, concepts to take away from there. Let's go down that route. We don't mm-hmm. need to be lipsing people while they're sleeping. And she's been sleeping for so long as well. Do you not have shame? Uh-uh. The dwarfs weren't brushing her teeth, not and then you just went to go and kiss. You, you kiss her dry lips. You rode for days and days and days on a horse to come and kiss dry lips. Both of you are dead to be honest. Both, <laughs> both, both of y'all. But you can't, you can't blame her. She's sleeping beauty. She's in a coma. Right. Imagine Again, that. sleeping beauty. She's in a coma, guys. It's a coma. She's comatose. Oh, God. Gosh, whatever. Fine. Yeah. Again, have, two your fa- have your fairy tales if you need it. Um, yeah, two work need a nap. Um, so, yeah. So, then we were going to talk about Alan Carr briefly and the fact that they had three families as contestants on his show. A very epic game show it's called and they got 200 complaints Ofcom got 200 complaints that it was too ethnic you're joking me no I didn't see this one I'm not gonna lie to you I didn't see the story okay well I didn't to me, see this story I like Alan Carr though. I think it's hilarious Alan Carr's hilarious but you know again you lot went to go and do a whole report saying that Britain is not this and Britain isn't racist but time and time again you're being shown Britain, British people are showing you that no, we are. Stop saying that we we're not. We are, and the more that you let people know that we are, they'll get the fuck out. Oh, yes. Stop pretending that we're not. <laughs> We've put in so much effort into letting them know that we are. And you're just destroying <laughs> it. What I find funny actually is that you know you hear two hundred Ofcom complaints for a white person wanting to really defend Britain as non-racist. They'll yeah. say, oh, it's only two hundred. Do you know what it means for two hundred <laughs> different people? No, sis, you can't love what it means for 200 different people in the other. UK who don't know each other to complain about the same thing. Oh. That means they are representative of 
thousands of other people who just can't be bothered to complain, yes, but yes. feel the exact same way. Yes. So when I hear 200 off-com complaints, I hear 20,000 people that same. feel the same way. So then now let's look at the, um, uh, what are they called? Diversity, their dance, um, back, their <laughs> yeah. dance performance. That How many complaints that they received? Thousands. Thousands. Now double, double that. Exactly. So look, we're probably, you're, they're trying to defend saying, oh, Britain isn't racist. Britain is very very, very, very racist. racist. It says here, Ofcom has reported 190 complaints from viewers of Alan Carr's epic game show who objected to the ethnicity of the contestants. The startling figures were included in the TV Watchdog's weekly report after the show aired a lineup of black players. Um, Only show, black players? Yeah, so family, two, three families that are black. Okay. Yeah. Literally three families. So yeah. six black people. You saw six black people on your TV screen. And it was just I too lost much. it. And it's funny because actually, as a black person, if I was watching that, I'd have picked up on that. I'd be like, oh, everyone's black. Oh, cool. But they were clearly doing it for us to be like, look, you know, ticking all the boxes. Because mm-hmm. again, all these um, channels have um, boxes that they need to tick by the end of the year, quotas that they need to meet. But you know what it is? I prefer them doing it this way as a way where it's like six families and one black family. I feel like true diversification is, okay, we're looking for three families. Three of them happen to be black. Let's go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. all from the UK, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that this is how it should be done, but this is the pushback they're getting. Yeah. And so they go, um, the show, a reboot of Michael Barrymore's game show, Strike It Lucky, was applauded by many for fielding a lineup of six black players on Saturday night, but several ended up posting about their disapproval on Twitter, prompting a pushback from other fans of the show and a debate about racism in Britain. One exasperated viewer wrote, what sort of country do we live in when people have to criticise an Alan Carr game show because there are black people on it? Another wrote on Twitter, shameful and disgraceful comments on here about the contestants on Alan Carr's epic game show all being black. Um, um, some people wrote, no matter what colour, we are all people and have the right to a life white without abuse. A third said, what? Why are people complaining about a black family being on Alan Carr's game show? Not everyone's white in this world. Also, it's a game show. Why should it even matter? Um, Alan Carr's epic game show fronted by the 44 year old comedian revives a classic game show each week with um, members of the public taking on the games in exchange for cash prizes um, <laughs> this, do you know what this reminds me of mm-hmm. it reminds me of was it Tesco or Sainsbury's what did that advert and there was only just black people mm-hmm. and then one of the comments were oh this is nice <laughs> now where's the British version <laughs> that that was so funny. I love me. a cheeky racist. I lo- oh, absolutely. I love a cheeky racist. Come on, because it's like, <laughs> this is the cause that because we've been before, Because before you can even get pissed off, you're just like, you know what? That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> but this is just so bad that, look, this is a weekly show. So guys, the next week could have been all white. Most weeks are all white. Oh, Literally most just, weeks the are racism all white. The racism is not even patient. <laughs> Do you, do you know how bad that is? Oh, gosh. But you ask these people and they'll be like, I'm not racist. I just I just don't see why we needed three, three black families like, on fucking there. Fucking hell, we live in the UK. Are they even together? Are they even together? Did you have to get the social work to get all of them together? <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute shit show, mate. So it's an bad. absolute shit show. But anyway... By, that's by the by. Let's big up this week's show sponsor and yes. um, the second show sponsor who are Express VPN before we get into Straw of the Week, aka uh, Suck Your Mum. Be right back. So, like I said, before we get into Straw of the Week, 
um bigging up the second show we um, um show sponsor this week who are express vpn as we said earlier like at least if you want to move mad move mad with express vpn in it because incognito mode is not enough um it's probably not as incognito as you think and why would it be incognito mode like the chrome browser itself is a google product and google has made its fortune by tracking your movements online there's even a five billion dollar class action suit against the company in california where it's accused of secretly collecting user data and um, google's defense incognito does not mean invisible so how do you actually make yourself as invisible as possible online express vpn Again, don't go and use it to move extremely mad, okay? Turns out that even in incognito mode, your online activity still gets tracked and data brokers still get to buy and sell your data. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets um, rerouted. I was going to say rerouted because I like to say American things because I'm a beg. Anyway, for an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Every time you connect to ExpressVPN, you get a random IP address shared by many other ExpressVPN customers that makes it harder for third parties to identify you or harvest your data. Best of all, um, ExpressVPN is super easy to use no matter what device you're on, phone, laptop or smart TV. All you have to do is tap one button for instant protection. So if you really, really feel like you must, oh, you must be secretive on the internet. Um, don't um, go incognito. Protect your privacy by using the number one rated VPN. Visit expressvpn.com slash straws. Uh, that's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws um, and get three months extra for free. That's expressvpn.com slash straws. Um, like I said, don't go and move mad. Anyway, now for straw of the week. Okay, so our first letter this week, we've got um, um, two straws. Um, You're given two straws. Yeah. Okay. So first straw um, from this person writes, um, Dear Kalechi and Sadiq, I hope you are both keeping well. And Sadiq, I hope your return to the gym has been cathartic and rewarding. Oh, it has. Thank <laughs> you. That's so nice. I love a specific and personal message. Love you. Thank you. I love that. It has been amazing. Kalechi, as a Patreon, um, I wanted to thank you for making past readings accessible as they have been really helpful on my journey so far and something I go back to as I enter into new spaces. So thank you. Now, let me get my words out because I am burning and this needs to be said. Lakeith Goofy Sandfield has been caught in a clubhouse room that was spewing some of the most disgusting anti-Semitism. Am I surprised? No. They should have taken his phone away when he was giving oohs and ahs and pussy popping. They should have cut his um, fucking line off when he was talking about my Ugandan king, Daniel Kaluuya, talking about he went to lunch with the director. But bitch, here you are. They should have given him a brick phone with two numbers on it um, when that convo was used to fuel xenophobia and um, xenophobia by the ADOS massive. But here we are. Now, this undercover hotep is in a room demonizing Jewish people. I've attached the article for your reading. Um, can this man take a long nap in the sea? Because at this point, I hope he gets jumped on the way to um, jumped on the way to a lunch to a director. How are you this bigoted? And now other beta nigzels. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> think it's cool to be anti-Semitic. I have so much more to say, but I'm running out of composure just thinking about it. May he be, and may he be paid in nothing but straws, and may he never think um, any of this, and may he never think any of this again. 
I love the podcast and I can't wait to see your magazine cover. Lots of love and light, Sha. Thank you so much. Um, I was reading, though, that um, I think they kind of cleared it up that he didn't say anything. I could be wrong, but they said that he didn't say anything in that specific room. But women um, like yourself, who I trust, and other, you know, black women have said that, um, yeah, even if it's this one, we can't really say too much about. The fact is, a lot of you listen to him in that, talking about Daniel Kaluuya, um, you know, in that clubhouse room, and he seems to be doing a lot on there and just be finding himself in the most wayward rooms. And this is the thing about clubhouse like, just by you being present in the room that madness is going on, you're going to be mad yeah. by association. Yeah. So, you once you realize that certain conversations are happening, if you're not about it, you need to come out of that room with speed straight away or observe the conversation before going on stage. Yes, yes, I'm not uh, so weird. I dropped off clubhouse. Yeah, I have. I majorly, majorly. I couldn't tell you. Well, I, I'm surprised to even hear this story because I didn't hear about it myself. Yeah, when I see people still tweeting about it and using hashtags from the rooms, I'm just like, oh, you really? lot are still there. Wow. I just, it's surprising to me. I noticed that things, I don't know, my head was clearer. I felt better. And then I was like, what's, what's different with me? <laughs> I deleted the app. As, no, I, I deleted the app, seriously, because to have those notifications come in, yeah. even if you're not observing it, but just to have it come in every minute is a lot. And drain your battery. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot. So I had to call it a day. But with, with Lakeith, I think my problem with him is that he, he doesn't seem to be... That's number one. <laughs> and he went to a whole big-ass photo shoot. Big-ass photo right? shoot. Right. Oh! Number two is that he hasn't seemed to got this thing that a lot of people in this position have, where it's like a... It's, I, I'm gonna, I don't know the word for it, but I'm going to call it class. Memo. Right? This memo that you're in a different level yes. now. You can't be doing... And and what's funny is that you tell me this all the time. Whenever I'm irritated by something or I'm ready to cut somebody out, you're like, sis, you're, you can't do that anymore. I'm just mm-hmm. like, but let me just say this. And you're like, no, you can't do that anymore. And I'm you not even Lakeith's level. Way. Yeah, and but you, it's always being aware. Um, Kid Fury and Crystal even said it this week about um or last week about Cardi B. They were like, it seems like you haven't got the many um, memo that you are not that they're not your level. Exactly, and this is what I'm trying to. What I've been trying to school people on, like when you are at a certain status, you need to appreciate that people are just some people are just not going to get it. Yeah. So, certain yeah. things some people are just not going to get, and I feel like when you're trying to have this conversation with someone like Lakeith they maybe feel as though that you want them to stay in a corner mm. and not interact with people. Mm. They will probably push back and say, oh, no, I'm like any other person. I don't give yeah, a fuck about the thing. celebrity. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, give yeah. a fuck about all of that. And then it's like, that. There, that is where your downfall is going to start. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Because I hate when people, especially celebrities, try and live in a world where... They, I'm just the same as you. Yeah, no, you're, you're, not. Not. you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. The stats show it. Yeah. Your life shows it. You're mm. not the same. So I think that that's the Your thing. Your nails don't show it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are. That's the thing. I've always thought Lakeith was a bit kooky, but here's the thing. I appreciate a kooky black person. Yeah. I don't feel like we see enough of them. Yeah, I think Sorry to Bother You was very odd as a film, but yeah, anyway. Did I watch that one? Very odd, where there was horses and then, um, you know, the guy that was in power, he... Oh, that would isn't that is that like a kids kids? No, oh, I think that's no, apparently on Netflix, not. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I I think some of the projects that Keith has taken on has been quite weird, actually. Yeah, it's but you know, I love that for yes, him. Yes, exactly, and yeah. I appreciate that. I love a a, a black alternative. Yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I do yeah, like that. Yeah. But I think that Lakeith needs to hone it in. He needs to get We're that moaning right. in clubhouse rooms. <laughs> yes, like you're Lakeith Stanford. How are you moaning in clubhouse rooms? Like, do, he doesn't understand how that brings his price down. Yes, yeah. <laughs> You're spoiling your own market. Yes. Don't bring your own price down. Let me tell you who I... And I know we, we picked them up last episode. 
But Daniel Kaluuya, let me yeah. tell you why I like Daniel Kaluuya. Like, I like Daniel Kaluuya because he gets so much praise, yeah. but he remains so humble and he remains so out of the mess. This guy doesn't even have Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even his Insta, he's it's virtually just not there. Really. That's yeah. how you live a life. Because and But I feel like men are allowed to do that, though. Because, like, Stormzy's similar, in it? Like, they, they got to a point where they looked at it and they were just like, I actually just don't want to be in this um, publicly. Like, I could have a Finsta, I could have all of that, but you won't know, but I just don't want to be here publicly. But imagine a black woman trying to have the same status and just not being on social media in that way. I'm sure that there are some, but you're just... You just need to be out there more. Do you get what I mean? I get what you mean. And I think it's it's down to what we expect from women. Yeah. From, yeah. Especially on social media. So yeah. Women have to dress nice, nice body and, and makeup. And, Black men had to I mean? shape up and they were in the sunshine in LA. And That's that was all, enough. That is that all enough. they need to do. I mean, and honestly, a black man can post once every two years. <laughs> and honestly, that's not seriously. And that's, and that's enough. So I feel like... It's probably from an ex- expectations point of view. Will but... Smith says he's going to get his body together. Oh, my God, this is the worst shape I've been in in my life. Everyone's like, yeah, Will. And all the other men, they're like, oh, here's a picture of me and my boxers, too. And I was just like, see, you lot can do that. No, even, even with that, it's just... And you're going to sell us something shortly. Yeah, that's what he's doing because yeah. he's putting it on YouTube. Yeah. But even just with that Will Smith's one, yeah, he's deceiving you guys. Mm. Will Smith has worked out pretty much all of his life. The guy has muscle memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So where, all he needs is two or three weeks clean eating, back at the gym, he is going to be... I just feel like he's deceiving you guys. He's but he's doing that because he's going to people. promote more, he's not just that. Well, that's YouTube, what he said. Yeah, yeah, he said, you. oh, guys, look at me. I'm in the worst shape of my life. Now, follow me on YouTube this to see how Willie's, I change Willie's it. Big challenge. Big Willie's Willie, challenge. Big Willie's challenge. Yeah. It's even a strange name, Sha. <laughs> but <laughs> follow me on YouTube. So it's 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 not it's not authentic. Yeah. It's not... I don't really feel it. Do you get what I mean? A lot of guys have been scamming other guys yeah. by acting like they were once fat yeah. and then shedding the weight yeah. in two or three weeks. Yeah. A lot of these guys have muscle memory, firstly. Yeah. And secondly, you're pushing your tummies out. Yeah, yeah. You're pushing your tummies out. And you why? know, it's interesting when you even say that about muscle memory and things like that because that's why I never get overly stressed about when I'm like not able to train to the extent that I like to train. Like I've been back um train i've trained three times this week i did chest back legs and already i'm just like it's already yeah i'm just feeling it so i mean you know i think that's a genetic thing with us and you know i'm the exact same way i had one i only say maximum two gym sessions there we are yeah like sometimes that that's literally all you need and i feel like people aren't being honest about it when people ask me oh do i do this do i take this i'm like guys look it's a bit of this, it's a bit of that, but mostly it is genetics yeah and like you can get excited about the gym all you like newbie gains are they're very limited. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. you want is muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is literally what But that's you want. something you train over time and, and exactly. it's discipline and form. Like, exactly. To be able to come back and be like, oh, let me just do a cheeky deadlift. Oh, I could do 60K. It doesn't feel like anything. Right, cool, cool. I'll but muscle back. memory is when you can take a month or two off, Yeah. go back for a couple of weeks. So You're you back need... on it. But then it's because you never stray too far. Do you get me? Otherwise, it just makes it that much more difficult to come back. Like, even that's what I find so interesting about Will Smith. Like, he's talking about, oh, I'm in the worst shape of my life. Maybe that's relative to the person, yeah, right? Well, yeah. But you you know that that's not the, the... Some people are trying to get down to that. Right, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. And, and you also know, like, you can say that it's the worst shape of your life, but you know that it wouldn't take you that long to switch that around, especially, you know? Yeah, especially if you're paying otherwise, five you po- people. Yeah, otherwise you wouldn't post it. Whereas notice somebody like Sierra, she's not really posting things of herself showing her um, body at the moment because after now having, um, you know, third. her third child, her body's, you know, kind of like coming back the way that she's used to. So she's taking that time to get... And I like that. I mm-hmm. like that she's not forcing herself. I mean, I don't know what she's doing behind the scenes. I don't know. But the fact is, she 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 could have tried to do go to the extremes, mm-hmm. come back a lot quicker and be like, 
I've had three children. Look at me now, but she doesn't seem to be doing that. So that's good. Yeah, no, it, no, it is. I but you know, back to Lakeith though. Like, just stop here. Stop yeah. it. Lakeith, stop. Move different. And if you see people in wild rooms, don't be in there. Like, there's some wayward people that like to DM me um, or email me about, oh, here's somebody talking about you in a clubhouse room. I don't know why the fuck you think that I would care. And it's always the same American girl that they're sending me. I was just like, she's clearly unhinged. Like, yeah, why do I, why you, why do why I, I care? Need to know this? Yeah. And it, again, part of the ADOS lot, like, oh, she's black British. So she shouldn't be talking. I mean, she says things about like black men and, you know, them being in relationships and she talks down about black men. You don't know me. What are you on about? But then again, I'm just like, I don't care. Like you keep trying to tell me about this girl. I don't care. Like it's don't let clubhouse consume you in this way. Move on. Mm-hmm move on mm-hmm. but that was the first letter um next letter let's see here it says here. i thought one letter was given two straws no no oh, okay one straw per per letter okay but, um this one british home office is the home of the devil again straw of the week nomination dear Kalechi, i hope this email finds you well thank you always for your words and your voice and thank you sadiq for your unforced errors in musical vibes they oh. warm the soul to no end I've been planning out um, a share your magnificence lately till I came across this matter. The insidious nature of this actually alarmed me because um, for this to because uh, of this can happen, no one who is black or brown is safe in the UK. The straw is for the Home Office, but let me tell you why everyone should be alarmed. Meet 47-year-old Carl Nuazota, born to a Jamaican mother who was adopted by English parents as a child and a Nigerian Guyanese father in London. This man was born in the UK with a British birth certificate. So tell me why from 2001, the Home Office have refused to give this man a British passport after he sent it off to be, um, sent it off for it to be renewed. Okay, for the next letter, um, it's titled British Home Office is the home of the devil. Again, straw of the week nomination. Dear Kalechi, I hope this email finds you well. Thank you always for your words and your voice. And thank you, Sadiq, for your unforced errors in musical vibes. They warm the soul to no end. I've been planning out to share your magnificence lately till I came across this matter. The insidious nature of this actually alarmed me because of this can happen. No one is who is black or brown is safe in the UK. This straw is for the home office. But let me tell you why everyone should be alarmed. Meet 47-year-old Carl Nwazota, born to a Jamaican mother who was adopted by English parents as a child and a Nigerian slash Guyanese father in London. This man was born in the UK with a British birth certificate. So tell me why from 2001, the Home Office have refused to give this man a British passport after he sent off for it to be renewed. Why the officers of the Home Office try to use style to seize his birth certificate, which he could use to show he was legally allowed to be in the country he was born in before the UK revoked birthright citizenship in 1983. Then asking a man in his 30s at the time for birth certificates of his parents. Long and short, they tried to say man was not British. Once he realised he was part of the Windrush cohort, he came into a meeting with the Home Office where he discovered others like him. They took Carl to the side and tried to give him a residence permit, even phrasing it as, if you don't take this, you're not going to get your passport. By this time, he'd already spent a number of years without his passport, lost his business, access to his kids, and when they took his birth certificate, lost even more rights. I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd taken the thing, nor can I imagine the amount of people who have taken that card and are going through a different kind of hell, but he didn't. 
and Home Office is doing everything they can to frustrate him or simply hoping that by making these people stateless, um, they would just fade away and die. The one folks um, talked about where um, were those who came to the UK with a promise, not those who were born here and were slash are being systematically excluded because of their otherness. In this 2021, Carl is still without his British passport. A payment scheme that was supposed to have been given to Windrush victims has not been paid to him as they've lost his paperwork three times. However, Carl finally decided to not let the fear and shame hold him back and started speaking out about this. His paperwork has now been found. Do you know the only thing that makes Carl stand out? His last name. Because my man is so light, I could mistake him for being near enough white. And Carl is a nondescript name. So what does this mean for the Olabodis, the Chiamakas and the Danjumas of the Nigerian diaspora who are not immune from this with their clearly identifiable names? No one is safe and they almost got away with it, are still doing it and because uh, Carl isn't the only one. Home Office deserves even more straws for the insidious plan of using a person of colour to code their clearly systematic um, attack on black and brown British citizens. Folks who are, um, folks are so used um but folks are so focused on what her her, her date Javid um, did with Shamima that they don't realise that it was already happening before her. And now we have Frau Patel pushing it um, well into sadistic overdrive. The Tories have found a way to weaponize their token person of colour against black and brown Brits. It's going to shock them when they become the targets of these hateful actions. Also, can I give a special straw to the men who keep commenting on how thick Priti Patel is? And they tend to do this with the most dangerous, conservative, scammy folks. Lawrence Fax, Tammy Lauren, etc. It's enough. Anyway, folks, just got to protect themselves against the Tories. Rob this England and stay frosty. Thank you again for all that you do, Kelechi. As always, anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. This country is bad vibes. I don't know what else to tell you. I agree with the straws there. Lost paperwork. Why do you, why, why do you lose paperwork? Three times. You lost oh. it three times, but the moment I talked to social media to talk about it, you found it. Oh, you it. found it. I, I just think it's absolutely disgusting what we're, what we're witnessing here. It and is. they seem to think that they can get away with it again because they everyone wants to... Away yeah, everyone wants to do representation matters, representation matters. Now, you sent me the next story about um, the DNA test. God, yes. Let me get this up. That blew my mind because I was just like, exactly, this is why we keep saying that capital punishment should not be a fucking thing. Like, because all the people that you want to capitally punish are usually black people and or white working class people and brown people. Like, stop it. Just stop it. Please, this is a big straw. So, tests from 1993 killing reveal another man's DNA other than executed Arkansas inmate. So DNA testing from a 1993 killing in Arkansas has revealed genetic material from a male other than the inmate executed for the murder four years ago, two groups said Friday. So four years ago, and it happened in 1993. So So he was on death row for that long. Yeah, yeah. The American Civil Liberties Union and the Innocence Project released summaries of the testing of evidence from the 1993 murder of Deborah Reese. Liddell Lee, who was convicted of her murder, was one of four inmates executed by arkansas in 2017 jesus the city of jacksonville last year agreed to allow new tests on fingerprints and dna evidence after the groups had sued 
The group said the testing revealed DNA material from an unknown from an unknown male other than Lee on the wooden club he used to kill Reese and the bloody shirt that was wrapped around it. The group said that the DNA profile did not match any in any in, in a national database. The groups also said that five fingerprints that had been discovered at the crime scene in 1993 were run in a national database but remained unidentified. While the results obtained 29 years after the evidence was collected proved to be incomplete and partial, it is notable that there are no there are now new DNA profiles that were not available during the trial or post-conviction proceedings in Mr. Lee's case, Nina Morrison, Senior Litigation Counsel at the Innocence Project, said in a statement. Wow. Lee was the first of four inmates Arkansas ex- executed in April 2017 before its supply of a lethal injection, injection drug expired. The state had originally planned to execute eight inmates, but four were spared by court rulings. Arkansas hasn't executed any inmates since April 2017, and the last one they were they, they did incorrectly. Oh, I honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, like it's. How do, want... you, how do you even comfort those families? Because more time they're telling you, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, sure you are. You're on death row. Like, we know how institutional racism works and how, like, the moment that you see anything that makes you think, like, oh, we might not have the right person, you're not going to try and look even um, any further. You just want this black person to hold, you know, hold the L and, you know, go down for it. And I think that that's disgusting. Like, the whole point of it is, I mean, it's just wild. It is disgusting. And I think the problem is, is that what you find is that even when you're watching shows and movies on, on, on America, it's actually quite real in explaining how when it comes to the court system, yeah. it's literally just a matter of pinning it on anybody. Yeah. It is about closing the case. Yes, yes. That yes. is how they yeah. treat yes. cases in America. It is about closing the case. Whether the person did it or not, that's not, I don't give a damn. Yeah. It's about closing the case. So what I was watching something, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, the, the movie Monster. With Jennifer Hudson. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Was it Jennifer Hudson or Jennifer um, Lopez? Oh gosh, Jennifer Hudson definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just yeah. I watched it yesterday. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that kind of touches on a bit about kind of what we're talking about. Like, it's just about closing a case for them. That is literally all they care about. And then this is what happens when you're so desperate to close a case and not look into certain things. This is exactly what happens. And then the black people are either poor or don't have the right representation, or, or, look whatever, a or everything, way. or look a certain way, and then you'll just go with it. And the and if you if they can't disprove it beyond a reasonable doubt, you just trying to prove a little bit, then that's Doesn't it. Do yeah, the prosecutor will be like, yeah, well, you know, we're going with it. We're going with it. It's disgusting, and I'm so sorry that. I mean, I don't know what it means for there to be to have been another set of um, DNA found at the scene. Whether it means that he de- definitely didn't do it at all, or that there was somebody else they that was also involved. No, no, based on what I read, they said they didn't find his prints; they found someone else's. Wow! But it then makes me think: how could they have had enough to even lead to such a conviction? But you don't. That's what I'm saying. When it comes to black people, you don't need no, too much don't. because people already believe that you're criminal. So they just need to give you just a little bit. To, 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 to push you over the edge. The most gut-wrenching thing about this for me is that it happened in 1993. He's been incarcerated, I guess, since then. And there was, it felt like those years that passed by since 2017, it was an opportunity for them to get it right. And they didn't. And they didn't. And, and then you then went and executed him because you didn't want your lethal injections to expire. Yeah. So you were just like, just shoot up anyone. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. And luckily four people were managed to um, not get not get that. But... The other four people because you just wanted to use your injections up like is this this is the state of the world that we're in even when you think about the fact that 
they kill the most people. The state states kill the most people when a president um, is in their election year. Whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to show to show that oh, you know, I I take crime seriously, and it's the black people that you want to kill yeah. when you take crime seriously. It's big straws for you all. Big straws for you. I hope you choke. Hope you choke. Last story for this uh, week: the IOC. Um, the IOC bans athletes from taking a knee and podium protests at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, athletes will not be allowed to take a knee or protest against human rights abuses on the podium of Tokyo 2020 or the Beijing 2022 Olympics after two thirds of competitors polled by the IOC said that they supported a, a ban remaining in place. The International Olympic Committee had come under sustained pressure to relax Rule 50, which stops athletes from demonstrating on the podium, the field of play or at opening and closing ceremonies after the global anti-racism process last year. However, the IOC will keep the ban after a survey of 3,547 athletes from 185 countries found 70% believe the field of play and official ceremonies were not an appropriate place of, for protest. 67% supported a ban on podium protests. Um, anyway, it says here, Kirsty Coventry, the IOC Athletes Commission chair, declined to say what would happen to a modern-day Tommy Smith or and John Carlos, you know, the ones that had their um, 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 fists up, mm -hmm. and the American sprinters who raised their fists in a Black Power salute at the Mexico Games in 1968, but said lawyers were working on a proportionate response. I'm not a lawyer, so that um, so that is a little bit out of my realm, she said. We're asking the Legal Affairs Commission, um, commission to come up with an, a, a proportionate range of different sanctions so that everyone knows going into the... Um, games what they can and cannot do so basically we're letting them know their punishments ahead of time mm -hmm. um, athlete, um athletes could still share their views at press conferences but in the ioc athletes commission document athletes are reminded that freedom of speech is not absolute and may be limited under certain restrictions which it said covers the olympic games Coventry, Coventry um, did, however, promise there would be increased opportunities for athletes' expression during the games, such as including having a moment for solidarity against discrimination. What does that mean? What does that mean? discrimination what what does that mean very broad <laughs> at the opening ceremony uh, which 48% of the surveys um respondents rated as important the united states olympic and paralympic committee has said it will not punish athletes for demonstrations such as kneeling or raising a fist good the IOC president thomas bach um pr promised the olympic village would be safe for athletes in recent months 340 major events have been staged with 40,000 athletes and none of these events have been a virus spreader and none of these events had the benefit of the vaccine. He said, the Olympic village will be a pretty safe place for everyone. I hope that you mean that from assault as well, which is rarely ever the case. I just think that that's really interesting. Like this whole narrative of like sports should not, you know, not involve politics. politics what do you mean? What literally, what do you mean? If I'm on the podium, if I've worked hard enough and I'm excellent enough to make it on this podium, I will demonstrate. I will I will say whatever I need to say. I will show um what I need to show and you're not going to stop that. Like if they're if they get away with this, I know that it's similar things that then they'll try with F1 because I know that the, I just know the F1 lot are the Formula 1 lot are over. Gagging. They just they can't wait to get rid of this whole Lewis Hamilton, because that's how they see it. They just see it as this one man Lewis Hamilton parade. Doing him, all this BLM this, stuff. Yeah, this BLM stuff being all being tyrannical and forcing everyone to kneel before a race and all of that stuff. 
Why do we have to have end racism on our cars? All of that stuff. You can see that they just, they want to be done with it. So for the IOC to allow this, we know that then they're going to turn around and be like, well, you know, maybe we could, you know. Do a little bit of that. Why not? Why not? I I just think it's it's just, again, it's one of those ways where, you know, you're targeting black and and minority ethnics without actually saying you're targeting black and minority ethnics. Because, let's be honest, you're not getting a whole load of white people protesting. You know who you want to shut the fuck up. So again, it speaks to that idea of, like, what's that guy, the presenter, that was telling LeBron to shut up and dribble? That's literally what you are telling our people to do, to shut the fuck up. No, I don't give a fuck about how politics is affecting your personal life and the life of your families and friends. I just want you to play this game, and when you're done with this game, you can talk about whatever shit you want to talk about. Yeah. Don't bring that fucking BLM stuff here. Yeah. That's, all, that's what you're saying. Yeah, literally, literally. That's what <laughs> They should have just written that in the document. I would have appreciated <laughs> yeah. that more, rather than all the other things that they went to go and write. And the fact is, they're like, oh yeah, well, can you, you can talk about it at the press conference. What, the press conference that you won't let me have, that you'll tell me that there isn't enough time for right. and you move me swiftly along. Are they... Are, are they, are they are the press people going to ask questions about right. it? Right. And then you don't want me to do it on the podium because you want all the um, photo opportunities to be so had. Yes. Yeah. Look, again, look, if you want to be on the right side of history, you need to fuck shit up. They will see me holding the maddest signs on that podium. You, you will see me doing the most because when you, because this is the thing, like, I think we forget because we're living in it right now, it's very important how stories are retold and mm-hmm. how, you know, people learn and come about certain things because, if you put all of this in a if you put all of this in a history book now, we're not seeing any of the protests, we're not seeing any of that. We start to think that life was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we want the people, the the future children, the generations in the hundreds of years time, we want you to know that shit was not okay during this time. But that's why they want to do it, to stop any future dissent. They don't want you to, they want to make it out like, no, nobody ever protested before you lot, so why are you doing this? And then right. they can shut it down a lot quicker. No, people must like know. Yeah, people must know. You can't be gaslighting and, and doing revisionist history. Fuck you. Like, like, tell it how it is. And yeah, state what the punishments are. Do it. But it's going to get done anyway. The, what they'll probably try to do is, like, disqualify you from... If you've won, they'll disqualify your, your whatever. Well, do what you want. Do what you want. But people should be allowed to protest. And anything that you're doing to stop them, I just think it's disgusting. But what's interesting is that the athletes are the ones... You know, the athletes are the ones that were filling in the survey and be like, yeah, yeah, we don't want all of that stuff. But then the majority of you, what are you? Why? So of course you don't want you don't want to, you don't want to see any of that stuff. You want everyone to shut up and just get on with it. Yeah. It's a disgusting state of affairs. Any of you that said that you didn't want any, any protest, you don't want to see any of that, and you can suck your mums. And yes. I hope that you fail your drug test and you can't compete. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, Oof. I guess we've covered all of the things. Covered quite a bit. Yes, thank you, ExpressVPN. Thank you, BetterHelp, for sponsoring the episode. Um, you can join me on patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor for um extra tarot readings. I haven't put some up, I haven't put any up in a couple of weeks, but I'll get on to that as well. But um I also post things for you lot on my um close friends Instagram as well. Um yeah, you can follow me on Kelechi Nokoff or at Say Your Mind Pod. You could follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's at OJN. And that's that. This has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right. Suck your mom. Um, yeah, so we'll see you later. Bye. Peace.
It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind